A family was set to take off on vacation when the wife announces, The car's packed, but now that we've got all your fishing tackle in it, there's no room for the kids. The husband replied, Well, I hope you left enough food for them. You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? How are you? Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. I'm the host, Doug Glimmerveen, and today I've got two guests in studio for the first time. We've we've heard one before. Sup, Hot Pants? Another day. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got his tournament partner, and uh, from what I hear, one of the greatest fishermen of all time, John Gildersleeve. Well, let's not go overboard here. <laughs> <laughs> we will uh we'll get to john and we'll talk some fishing and all sorts of stuff but as always we got uh, let's go to the state fish today the state fish of hawaii we are in hawaii um i'm gonna cheat here and because the state fish of hawaii is the reef trigger fish uh the wording of it is it, it the it's insane, but how you supposed? I guess you actually say it as "humu humu nuku nuku wapu wapu wei" or something like that, meaning meaning triggerfish with a snout like a pig, or the binomial nomenclature. Can you read that there, John? Right in here. <laughs> Where are you at? Right there. For rhinocardus, <laughs> the trigger fish of the same name. <laughs> See the lagoon. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what was that? What, what was this one again? Rhinocanthus secrelogicus. <laughs> hey, we'll go with it. Whatever. Something like that. Right, if right. this one's easier, you can do that one. Right. Yeah. Humma, humma, ka, 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 ka. Yeah. Anywho, anyway, humma, humma. It's the uh, reef trigger fish. Um, and the reef triggerfish, also known as the rectangular triggerfish, or by its Hawaiian name, that was that long one I said before. Humu humu nuku nuku wa pui wei. I got I should have like <laughs> looked it up to where they can tell you how to actually say it. Seems like I need a tiki torch or um, something. Like yeah, this. <laughs> uh, meaning triggerfish with a snout like a pig. Also spelled. I'm not doing that again. Or just humu humu for short. Or the H man is one of several. Several species of the triggerfish is uh, it is found in the reefs in the in in I can't talk Indo Pacific and is the state fish of Hawaii. Uh, that long, long, long name both serves as singular and plural descriptions. Um, let's see here. The triggerfish triggerfish's teeth on top lip are blue. Well, really interesting, and the teeth are set close together inside its relatively chubby mouth. Uh, it has a small second spine. That's interesting. Locking its spine while sheltering inside a small crevice makes it difficult for a predator to pull the fish out. When fleeing from predators, the triggerfish will sometimes make grunting noises. I've heard those because <laughs> I actually caught some triggerfish when I was on my cruise down in Disney World. Oh, really? Yeah, and I caught a, caught a nice blue, a different one, but it made some sort of weird noise. Noise? Is it like a catfish? I don't know, just a little grunty burp, burp type of, I don't know. It was weird, but it was pretty fish, though. And, of course, what were we talking about the one time about getting a good, 
quality pictures. I didn't turn towards the sun to actually get the good colors of it because it was blue and everything. Yeah, yeah. no, couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, it can blow jets of water from its mouth, which helps it find uh, benthic invertebrates that may be buried under the substrate. Uh, or I'm guessing like the mud and stuff. <laughs> Anybody know what substrate means? No? <laughs> yeah. Bottom matter? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Works for me. Uh, reef triggers up to 30 centimeters in length are fairly aggressive and will generally not tolerate conspecific individuals in their general vicinity. Um, thus, they're pretty much solitary. So if you want to find out more about the triggerfish, Wikipedia. There you go. And that's our state fish of Hawaii. Perfect. Now let's go to the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls for the Master Angler Award. And today we go back to 2007 because on August 28th, 2007, Nam, I'm, I'm trying to say this name right, Nam Zui Nguyen, Nguyen, I do know, I do know that's Win. so Nam Zui Win. He caught a 21-inch smallmouth bass, Moose Lake, in Cook County. Uh, there's no catch story. He did release it. That's a nice fish. Nice, chunky fish. So, you a smallmouth guy, too, at all? I've caught some, yeah. Will, will you go fishing for smallmouth? <laughs> On the Mississippi. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, congratulations, Mr. Nguyen. And uh, I know it's been a long time coming, but you are hereby officially... A Master Angler Award winner. Let's go to the SmackDown Outdoors News of the Week. And this is uh, for you grouse hunters out there. This is uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. Apparently, or in Wisconsin, they uh, found West Nile in roughed grouse. I didn't know grouse could get West Nile. Uh, let's see. West Nile virus was detected in three of 16 roughed grouse that were found sick or dead and submitted by the public to the Wisconsin DNR for testing from October through December of 2018. At this time, there is no evidence to confirm that West Nile virus or any other factor is having population level impacts on rough grouse in Wisconsin. Rough grouse populations are known to rise and fall over a nine to ten or nine to eleven year cycle, so declines are not unexpected. Through the 2017 decline occurred before the cycle typically uh, would typically predict. So. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I had no idea that rough grouse got West Nile. That's weird. Yeah. I suppose anything could get it. I, I, I don't know. stung by a mosquito or it. I, or a tick, maybe? A tick. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it'd have to be a mosquito. I don't know if ticks carry West Nile. No, I'm not sure. That's That's strange, but I guess that's one more thing to look out for when you're out bird hunting or sick of grouse. Wow. And then let your DNR know. All kinds of diseases floating around. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I think that'll we'll call that a wrap for the news of the week. Unless you guys have heard of anything newsworthy in the outdoor world. No, That's not some, not specific. Okay, fine. We'll just move on. <laughs> dropping the limit. Other other than that, for Wallace. Well, we, we'll drop limit where. Everywhere, statewide. Have they put that through? Or something? Well, or, it's or been trying to. It's yeah, it's trying to get pushed through right now. Okay. The four versus the six, you know. So. Yeah, which we all know I'm fine with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with that too. Yeah, and yeah, and most people these days are because we've talked about it before on the podcast. You don't need to fill your freezer full of food. No. How many walleyes does one person need to eat? If you need to get ten walleyes, take people with you. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so that does it for our intros. Mr. Gildersleeve, who are you? Tell your story. Let people know you. Tell my story. Yep. Well, I live up in the big turkey town of Frazee, Minnesota. You know, everybody's probably not aware of it, but it's home of the world's largest turkey. And uh, it's, it's something that's always you talk about. And turkey did burn down at one time. Wait, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to talk about that raccoon you were feeding hot dogs to, but oh, <laughs> but, the, yeah. but the world's biggest turkey? Yep, the world's biggest turkey. They used to be uh, swift turkey plants, you know, where they process turkeys. There's a lot of turkey farms up in that area. Oh, okay. Yep. And so that's how it kind of came about. And when the turkey plant used to be right in Frazee, it's closed down, demolished, you know, and I think it was the late 90s or something like that. But that was kind of the mainstay of the town was that plant, you know, it's where a lot of people worked. I even worked there one summer. Glad I'm not there no more. That's not easy work. Come home smelling like turkeys. I drive oh, by, yeah. oh, we drive yeah. by one going to our, uh, well, my in-laws, they have a, a cabin on Cormorant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we take 94 up through Park Rep, or not Park Rep, was it Park Rep? Pelican Rapids. And all. So we yep. pass by, I can't remember which turkey plant Genial. that is. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Roll the windows up and, yeah. yeah. It's not an easy line of work. I mean, I, I worked on the lion, or on the live kill lion and. And basically, my job is gross as a solids. I suck the lungs out of them turkeys. <laughs> well, every now and then, a buddy of mine, he 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 was on the the gut drawing area, and Ugh. so he'd draw the guts out. And all of a sudden, I'd, I'd be sitting there watching what I'm doing, and all of a sudden, I feel something hit me in the side, and here he threw a gut sack at me. And, <laughs> what are friends and, for? Oh yeah, so I got I got him back good though. I took and crushed up a lung and threw it at him, and hit him right in the lips, and that was the oh. end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Incoming! And I got kind of lucky because his brother was the supervisor, so he just laughed. So that was it <laughs> was pretty good. But that's yeah, a job I I'm glad I, I don't do oh, anymore. Man. But yeah, living up in there, we've been there since we moved. I moved there in '85. Been there. We can move back, take care of my grandparents, and and just stuck it out there. And I was born, raised in Hamel. I've lived out in Seattle for a while, and so I've been in the cities, you know, up until I was a junior in high school. And after that, I just said, "Oh, this is good. I'm staying up here." And God's country is what I call it because yeah. it's you can fish, hunt, raise a family. It's quiet. You don't have to worry about much or nothing. And it, you know, it's just an easy way of life. And so I get to enjoy the things I like to do, which is well, hunt and fish. Yeah. Yeah. So how did how did this? I'm, I'm going back to this turkey. The how, turkey. How, so I'm just taking like a big wooden or fiberglass turkey. Well, right? at first, yeah, it was kind of like a paper mache type thing, and okay. then it wasn't the best looking. They paid a lot of money. The top did. They paid a lot of money for this thing, and it was ugly. <laughs> Is that why it burnt down? Somebody's like, yeah, nope. I, we heard it was arson, <laughs> but nobody really, one. nobody yeah. said it. But anyways, they had insurance on it, so they got a new one. Now this one looks a lot better. They had insurance on <laughs> a giant had turkey. On it. it was like twenty grand. You know, twenty grand. Twenty grand, if I remember correctly. That was a long time. Ago. That was a lot of money. I wonder who lit it on fire. How much did it cost mm-hmm. to replace it? Nothing, because insurance. Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that thing's pretty fancy, no? But yeah, it's not. I mean, it's a staple of the town. You okay, know, where, where? Besides the wrestling. What what, what town is this in? 
<laughs> Frazy. Frazy, okay. Yeah. I'm a giant turkey. Go ahead, keep yep, talking. Well, yep. not too far from there. You got the world's largest loon in Burgess. So, I mean, they all kind of got to compete. Road Fergus trip? Falls got otter, you know. And so, oh, yeah. We're going to Google... Uh, black duck's got a black world's duck. World's largest and just all around. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah, Perm doesn't have anything, does it, up there? No. 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 Well, they well, got yeah. a, there's this turtle in the turtle park there. That's about it. Yeah. Well, they got it's that big pelican big. there in, in Pelican, pelican Rapids. Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That thing's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. So I always kind of joke about Turkey Town because it's a crazy, you know, a lot of people know it as a home of the world's largest turkey. Jeez. So it's always Turkey Town. There's a lot of turkeys in there too, you know, people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot less traffic than yeah. uh, down here, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's got a whopping. I, I mean, we're. You know, Crazy's also known for its wrestling, you know, throughout the past years. And I remember going down south to a big tournament, and we were wrestling against a Missouri team, and they were state champs. And the guy looks at me and he goes, Well, you guys, pretty good, good, pretty good team. And he goes, I go, Yeah, they, they've been doing it. He goes, What do you guys do? Rest? wrestle year-round and i go no these guys are just farmers yep <laughs> turkey farmers call farmers whatever they're wrestling they're farmers. Like real yep. pigs and hogs <laughs> yep. and throwing bales of hay and yeah. it's like the russians yeah, yeah. bears russian <laughs> bears yeah. those are the, the videos you don't want to see yeah but but uh and he goes well how big how big and i go i don't know 1200 and he looks at me he goes well, that's not a bad size school. I said, no, that's the size of the town. Oh, <laughs> I said, high school's got probably 250 kids in it from ninth grade to senior. I said, so. Yeah. And then he kind of got embarrassed because their school, you know, I think their ninth grade to senior was sitting around that 2100 mark, if I remember correctly. But Wow. And we smoked them. I think, in, I think we had 800 and something when I graduated in 99. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just from Cooper. So, hmm. yeah. I was, that I seemed to, like a lot, too. Yeah, that's a big school. Yep. Yeah, I went to Wyzetta for, you know, when I was a Oh, sophomore. you did? Yeah. Oh, so we are arch enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wyzetta. Well, hated Wyzetta. Wyzetta. Yeah, couldn't stand them. Well, a lot of people hated Wyzetta. <laughs> yeah. That's why I went to Frazee, I guess, after that. <laughs> I didn't mind why that. I had a good time there. Yeah. I had lots of friends there and stuff. And nice, nice area, I mean. Yeah. So then you got into, well, how'd your fishing start? Well. As a kid? I'm, as a kid, it. you know, my grandparents lived on uh, Cotton Lake. They'd been there since the 40s. So on the weekends, we were almost up there every single weekend. So I was always... You get up in the morning and go hop out on the dock and cast the rod out, bob or whatever, catch whatever you wanted out the dock, you know, and just continue doing that. And with my grandpa, he liked to fish. My dad liked to fish. And, and we went and did all kinds of uh, different little trips, Canada, whatnot, and Malax. And then my dad worked for a company down here in the cities, uh, and they had a... Um, big fish also over it used to be liberty beach resort yep. which is now all the access yep. right where the asphalt access is is where <laughs> our cabin used to be more or less oh, like the this, big fish the, house that piece of property yeah, was, yeah, oh, really yeah we used to the docks and all those all those rocks and stuff i used to when i was a kid i used to catch 
walleyes and northerns and whatnot off the dock and off those rocks right there at night you know because the walleyes always kind of came up there in the spring but spent a lot of time there too when i was a kid so it just kind of burned in with me and then uh, you know as time got on i got my own little boat i fished out of a john boat for many many years and then uh, and now kyle has that john boat yeah <laughs> he, he drives it up and down the road and he ends yeah. up on channel nine yeah <laughs> i've seen that <laughs> different john boat but yeah. <laughs> close close i think everyone starts out in the john boat pretty yeah. close yeah. <laughs> a little breath of wind swings it around you get kind of mad and <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. sooner or later you update to a v bottom <laughs> so but yeah i just kind of started out doing that and i did a lot of fishing on my own hunting and whatnot and and then uh I, I don't know how it ended up. Well, I had I was into snowmobiling big time, and I bought a snowmobile from a buddy of mine and used to have the original Hoot store. His name was Chad Hootmacher. And after I got to be good friends with him, and then I started helping out around the shop while they were selling boats at the time. They sold Tracker, Lund, all kinds of them. They had uh, Nitro. I mean, whatever came in the door, we put mm-hmm. together. So I, I started rigging boats and putting them together. So I, I got to rig boats for guys like Mark Quartz. Uh, I mean, there's some guys, I forget, Jimmy Click. Everybody knows Click. And all these guys that fished all these tournaments throughout the years. And and uh, um, it just kind of after a while about five years of rigging boats and watching these guys and going out and fishing with them here and there on otter tail or whatnot i just said well time to throw my hand at it and start fishing these tournaments a little bit more hardcore that was back in i think 98 is when i started doing some of these other ones like leech lake classic and um it was the rcl leagues at the time i started out fishing just as a co-angler and then uh was kind of disappointed <laughs> i got a heck of a story on that one <laughs> let her flow man that's what we're here for <laughs> well this was kind of a bad you always hear these horror stories about you know people wanting to know about koi anglers and fishing you know back then things were a little bit different you know the you always hear about the guy yelling at somebody can't touch the rod and whatnot well, right right I decided I was going to fish this RCL league. It was on Leech Lake, and it was my first tournament ever in with that RCL. And uh, we drew the first. I drew a guy. And we're in number one boat out. Of course, you don't know who you uh, get until that night of the rules meeting. Right. Well, so the guy told me the big game. Like everybody said, "Oh yeah, we're on fish. We're going to kill them and all that." Meet me at the access, you know, right. by so and so. He's I got brand new Ranger, this Ranger, you know, all this and everything, just awesome, you know. Same song, wine, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I get to the access. Of course, I'm I'm always on time, if not earlier. It's just me, and you know, I kept it cool all night. Went home, came back, all rested up, and the guy is i'm waiting 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 about 45 minute rolls on and i'm going oh god we're not going to make the takeoff well the guy shows up next thing i know he opens up the door and a can of beer budweiser i oh, think god. it was rolls out of the door of the truck of the truck oh my yeah. god. he looks at me and he goes well can't let that one go to waste <laughs> <laughs> Serious. <laughs> I'm not lying a bit. Roadie. <laughs> Cracks it open, slams it. Okay. 
I just looked at it. I just kind of got, God, here we go. <laughs> this is my thought. Here oh, we go. Oh, my God. Well, so we get in there, and, of course, I think it was Mark Dorn. Or I can't remember who was the – I think it was Mark Dorn at the time. Uh, he goes, you guys are late. You're supposed to be in here for boat inspection, you know, and we're barely making the cutoff. Of course, we're the guys that are supposed to be leading the pack out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, number one. So we get up there, we get checked, everything's going good. And he looks at me and the guy goes, did you pre-fish this lake at all? I said, well, I was up here fishing with my boat a little while ago, but I don't know the lake very well. I didn't know a leech at that time. And... Uh, I go, no. He goes, well, I think we're just going to follow this other guy. His name was Mark Leedens. We're just going to follow him because he always does good. I, oh, I kind of go, oh, God. <laughs> and then, then he goes, well, my uh, kicker motor is having trouble and my ball mount don't work at all. And I said, I just looked at him. I go, so we're screwed. Right, <laughs> and that's basically I say I'm pretty upfront with people, oh and I just looked at him. I said, "So we're screwed." Well, then, sure enough, we take off. We go a little ways, and here he follows Mark or this Leedens, and because he's got he was from he had Minkota stuff all over, but he couldn't miss the guy. You know, that's the thing with these wraps; you can't miss them from a mile away. Right, and so we get in there and. He's, he puts in this little kicker motor down, and the thing's revving at about 1,500 hours, and he's slapping her into gear right next to him. We're in about eight foot of water, you know, and, and this was in Walker Bay, and Walker Bay is clear. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, there's something wrong with this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I could see Mark Leedens. He's just pissed, and I couldn't believe that he didn't say anything to the guy. But, well... You just say, hey, all we did was Lindy Rig with, with Red Tail. You could catch nothing with that motor screaming in that shallow water out no, there. Yeah, eight and, foot of water, yeah, clear water, and you're running yeah, your big motor. Right. No, yeah, and no. I just kind of like, this ain't going to work. And, well, <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> that day it got hot. It was like 95 degrees. Well, about 11 o'clock, this guy started going into thermal meltdown. Oh, no. His alcohol was starting to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. oh, God. And he goes, he goes, he looks at me and he goes, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I said, just lay down in the boat and don't make it. I don't care. I'm taking control of your boat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was mad. I just spent 150 bucks or whatever it was and have to fish with this guy. And uh, so I, uh, I just... You know, it was miserable. You know, of course, we didn't we didn't weigh a fish. We never caught a walleye. Right. And so that was my worst experience. But then my next outing, I fished one more. I was on Mille Lacs, and I was with Steve Bissett. And I don't know if you guys know who Steve Bissett is, but he oh, yeah. used to hang around. I haven't heard with, of him, no. No, he hung around with uh, uh, Gary Roach and all these guys, oh, okay. the Grizz. And, yep. I mean, this guy pretty much, the way I understand it, and this is, I mean, he he didn't really brag a lot, but this guy knew his stuff. But from the way I understand it, he's the one that wrote the book on lead core out on lax. Oh, you know, okay. Running lead core was segmented and trolling. He pretty much started it. Okay. And uh, so I got, I drawn him. <laughs> of course, like I said earlier, we were setting this stuff up. I'm hard hearing. I, I got uh, ring and ear syndrome. And he had told me that night to meet him at a time and I was late because I thought he said a different time, you know? So I was like... There wasn't any beer cans rolling out of no, your truck? No. <laughs> yeah. no. My other buddies, they were, they were drinking, and uh, except for I didn't have a drop. I was I stayed good because I wanted to 
learn from this guy. You know, I knew who he was. And uh, so after I got him calmed down and let him know that, you know, dude, I just got a hearing problem. I'm <laughs> sorry if I missed the time. It's just go out there, we'll kill him. Well, Malax was rocking pretty hard that day, but probably one of the best fishing days I ever had in my life was with him um, fishing a tournament. I think we, we that year the... Uh, the limit was, I think he could only have two fish between 15 and 17 inches or one over 28. Yeah. Of course, we went for the over 28. Yeah. And uh, so we went out and we trolled lead core, you know, and uh, out in what I call the triangle of death. And uh, <laughs> You can give me the the coordinates later. Tell me what the... I know <laughs> yeah. where you're talking. He knows where I'm talking. And people... Oh, you've been there? The triangle. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, I, I call don't, it like I, I, I fish, I, you know, I fish Mille Lacs, but yep. like, it's like people go, oh yeah, eight mile. I'm like, uh, where's that? Yeah. I don't well. know. Like I know certain spots cause I've been there in the last year or two mm-hmm. multiple times, but yeah, I don't know. I eight don't know mile much. too. That thing is like miles. Yeah. Big, it's like eight you know? miles well, yeah. Long. Oh yeah. Where are you fishing? <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's eight like mile. literally a lake within a yeah. lake. You yeah. know, which, yeah. which mile of eight mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, people even get that mixed up. So oh, yeah. depending on which map you look at too, it's a a different name on it anyways yeah it's like blue jug that's yep every every map blue jug's a different hump oh really oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Nice. <laughs> they got different names for them but yeah we, we i think we caught i know we had a over a dozen fish that were just shy 28 inches oh, i mean and these this was when malax the fish were like gorillas they were huge yeah i mean a 28 inch fish was pushing 10 pounds and that's no yeah. lie they were just fat and they're big we call them gorillas at the time because that's what they look like a big silverback gorilla because they just the humps on their backs are just huge just a different creature when they get yep. that big yeah. like lake of the woods big or bigger yeah lake of the woods the eerie size yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like is that a walleye or a sea monster <laughs> yeah they're big <laughs> and you know we were close we had a couple of walleyes they'd measure on one side one side they wouldn't and uh, so i don't know it was close but i learned a lot that from him and after that, I just figured, you know, I think I can do this. So I started fishing on the pro side, started out with the RCL, and then uh, once that folded, it went to the FLW, and I fished the FLW League for quite a few years. Um, met a lot of people there, and a good friend of mine, Chad Nissen. I got a story with that one, too. And uh, <laughs> I'll sit back and listen. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, it was kind of, well, I don't know. It's probably not the correct thing to say, but we were having some issues within our team. This is back when team fishing was kind of just getting going and you network with people and whatnot. And we were having some issues on a team where we weren't agreeing. And Chad happened to step in the door in the middle of the buzzsaw. And uh, he was my partner on Cass Lake. And and this was, I think, 2005. So he was a co-angler. And um, he didn't have, of course, if you guys know Chad, he'd, he uh, never planned ahead of time for where he was going to stay. He just went on the fly. Oh, just shows up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got an extra room? Yeah. And no, there's no yeah, room we, at the <laughs> inn, sir. So, oh, but you got a spot was, in the manger? I can sleep back there. <laughs> that was Chad. He'd sleep in his truck if you had to, and that wouldn't <laughs> stop him. All you cared about was going fishing, you know, and wanting to compete, you know, and, and it was head to so we went out there and the bite wasn't the greatest that year on cast it was tough and um 
but I seen the the one guy. <laughs> I ain't gonna say his name, but I seen the one guy over there and he's fishing one of the waypoints I had given to the team and I looked at Chad and I said you know <laughs> we gotta go fish the spot he goes well he's on it and I looked at him I go before I even set the boat on plane you throw your red tail underneath this boat and I said you're gonna catch a fish seriously I go he's right on the waypoint he goes no way I go no seriously I'd do it <laughs> <laughs> Combat fishing. Yep. He threw his line down underneath the boat, and I i swear to God, pulled out a 21-inch walleye. Nice. Yeah. And another guy got mad and took off. So, oh, he left? Oh, yeah, he left. <laughs> he must have not caught anything. Yeah. He's no, like, what he, the hell? Yeah. And, uh, but that was, there's more to the story, but I probably shouldn't have said what I said. But um, it was, was one of those things, and after that, we became pretty good uh, friends and uh, then I talked him into switching over to the pro side and then that year was that was 2005 I ended up winning the points championship that year and for angler of the year and uh, then he came aboard I think 2006 well Brian Brosdahl was fishing with us too we were staying at Brohost Cabins actually and uh, Brosdahl got into it in 2006 and we were teamed up and then we had a pretty good team going because there he had won the points championship 2006 and then chad came and got it on 2007 oh nice and then so we had a pretty good thing going but then 2008 i couldn't fish because i had had surgery on my shoulders so i i was out for the count for a couple of years there but um but it was fun we um had a pretty good system going there and and those few years and then uh kind of got back into it i think it was 2010 and still fished the flw leagues and then jumped into a couple of tour events one was on the mississippi river and then one was out on uh um lake erie or not lake erie but uh oahe i had never fished oahe before and that was a learning lesson that is a bit you want to talk about big bodies of water yeah i mean it is that's long yeah there's just too much. You got to spend a lot of time out there. But yeah. talk about a fishery. I gave up. I had a flat of crawlers. I think I went through a flat of crawlers in three days. Oh yeah, it was just insane. That's nuts. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, hey, uh, just so everybody knows, that's a lot of freaking night crawlers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you're it's allowed, like a week. Yeah. Well, you know, in South Dakota, you can run two rods. You're right. You can't keep them hooked. I mean, yeah. you just can't run two lions. It was so, it was tough. And, uh, I met a guy out there, and we had a good time. <laughs> we caught a lot of fish, but I wasn't quite getting the right ones. Pre-fishing, I did okay one day. Got some tw- 28, 26, 27s, but couldn't find them during tournament time. But Of course not. Yeah, it's yeah. usually the way it goes. Right, Kyle? Happens. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Lake of the Woods. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Been there. Yep, I got beat up on that one. Then, Mentally. <laughs> then I we went out and fished... Uh, uh, Lake Michigan over on uh, Escanaba. That's probably, you know, I, I like Erie's fun too, but I do like fishing Escanaba the best, you know, for big lakes, even better than Lake of the Woods because there's some just some giant fish out there. And uh, you can get away from people, you know, yeah. in Michigan because it's huge. And so fishing that little bay, big bay, you know, Chambers Island, Strawberry Island, whatever, all around those areas, kind of fun. Um, 
plus it was always challenging, you know, dealing with the waves. There was one time I went out with my 18-foot Pro-V, and uh, it's true. 18-footer on Lake Michigan? Yep, seven, eight-foot waves. <laughs> you have balls, sir. <laughs> well, well, tell them what happened. <laughs> oh, well, I went out. One time I went pre-fishing. I looked at who Jim Peters was with. I said, well, I'm going fishing. You're crazy. I said, well, I'll see you. And there's a sm- <laughs> small craft warding out. And uh, the guy in the harbor gets on the radio. You better not go out there. I said, I'm going fishing. So I, another guy followed me. He had a 21-foot ranger. And it's one of the few times I've ever put my life jacket on oh, when I'm geez. just fishing for fun. <laughs> yeah. And I kids got out. always wear your life jacket. Yeah. Kids always yeah. wear your life jacket. Yeah, wear your life jacket. <laughs> I got about 10 miles out, and I was heading towards Minneapolis Shoals. And Minneapolis Shoals is, I think, about 17 miles out from Escanaba. And But I was determined. I was going on to Minneapolis Shoals. Well, I can't. His John was his first name, but I can't remember his last name. He went by Buckshot. He had a 21-foot ranger. He looked at me. He goes, you're crazy. He turned around with this 21 foot ranger, and I kept going. Oh, he he quit fishing, he bailed. Because we were just going on, both of us were heading out there, and he bailed. And uh, he was probably the smarter one. (laughs) I wasn't, I get out there, finally made it out to the tower, and I was catching some fish, you know, 25, 26 inches and whatnot here and there. And not a lot, but I mean, it was wavy, and I had waves coming over the <laughs> top of the big motor going with the wind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then I heard you I was were coming listen- over the big moat, like oh. over the boat, over the motor, over the big motor. Yeah. Oh, put, Jesus. Put probably, I don't know, 50, 60 gallons of water in there. And then uh, that's what made me decide to go. But I remember I was listening to the radio, Weather Band, and the Weather Band, it uh, come across. I guess uh, airplane alert. There's a small airplane went down over between Minneapolis Shoals and and uh, I think it was Washington Island. Went down in the water. Yeah, and because of the Ooh. wind, oh, and uh, the there was some big updrafts or something. I don't know, but so I called my wife. This is, <laughs> we had cell phones at the time. I called my wife. I go, you know, I better get going back to shore. But if I don't call you back in about an hour and a half because that's about how long it'd take me to get back um you probably find me in between little bay and big bay floating oh my god <laughs> <laughs> your poor wife yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> of course she was mad at me but i said you don't worry i ain't gonna die i'll just be floating in my my life jacket i'm just the boat calling, ain't gonna sink it's just calling to say i love you dear <laughs> If I don't make it, I love you. <laughs> I'll be floating. I, but, uh, won't, I won't be dead. You know, just, when just you go on the little guy and the bouncing up and down like a bobber. You go on those tournaments like that. There's always a story to tell, you know. And that, that's kind of the fun thing in the tournaments. It's it's uh, it forces you to fish different ways, and it, you learn a lot of things. You, you know, lots of memories, you know. So I don't regret it one bit. It's I mean, a lot of money, you know. You spend on doing it, but I could think of a lot way you know, uh, worse things to spend money on. Oh yeah. I mean, it did. The biggest thing with tournament fishing is it teaches you how to catch fish no matter what's going on. Right. Cause you have to, yep. you can't, I mean, that, if there was a tournament that day, yeah. you have to stay out there and catch fish. Oh, yeah. You can't just go, Hey, you know, it's kind of windy outside. I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah. No right. freezing rain. You got to go out you got to <laughs> catch fish. So then well, when it I is know. nice and you're just having fun fishing, you're slamming fish all the time. Cause it's uh. easy. 
like I think it was like the third time I was out there at Escanaba. I was down by Cedar River. And I ran into Don Locke. I didn't know him at the time, but you see this big tall guy. That's Don, and and he's he lives I think over at Iron Mountain. So he fishes that system quite a bit. He goes, "Do you know how windy it is out there?" I said, "No." <laughs> just, just a little. Hey, hey. He goes, "You going out there?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "You're nuts." He says, "You better." better put your life jacket i said i will i didn't go out too far but it that was some of the best fishing i had i mean i that day and this was before it was all catch and release or not catch and release but uh catch and kill tournament and i know i could have weighed 26 27 pounds that day out there wow. which is a pretty good basket and that was off of like three passes on a on a run and I was setting pretty good. I mean, I thought I was going to do well that year, but <laughs> the wind laid down on the first day and kind of screwed me. I didn't make the right choices, and I ended up with like a 10- or 12-pound bag, and then the next day the wind came up, and, of course, then I, ended, I had like a 24-pound bag, so I was a little bit out of the running with that small first bag, but, God, I wish I it was close, but, you know, that's one of those things that keeps you going again. Well, yeah, in, you know, and it typical you can't count on mother on mother no, nature no. to be consistent i mean it can be crappy monday through thursday and then or monday through friday tournament day saturday lays down it was supposed to continue to be crappy you yeah know? everybody's oh, yeah. like oh no what are we gonna do now well you better adapt well, that's <laughs> like us trying to tell kyle. kyle here yeah we got our own story here you know because last year i let them flow john yeah, yeah. i want to i want all the dirt on hot pants on I hot can pants get. well yes. it might not be dirt but. well he's got another name too oh. like <laughs> Well, I I, there, well, there was a uh, there was supposedly another nickname, but he said it wasn't safe for TV. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, Johnny Holmes. Oh. <laughs> Johnny Holmes. Yeah, I'm gonna let you tell the story on that. <laughs> if you know. Well, <laughs> I don't even know who Johnny Holmes is. Look up. He's look a him le- up. he's a legend. <laughs> in his own mind. Well, in a woman's mind. <laughs> You follow? <laughs> oh, Lord. So we'll, we, that's, we'll leave it at that. If you're under Anyways. 18, don't Google that name. Yeah. No. <laughs> Too bad. They've already done yeah. it. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you guys learn that on your own, but you, you guys my age, they know who I'm talking about. But uh, we, I talk, Go ahead and I, tell your story. I'm going to Google them. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look them up the first time I heard it, too. Yeah. <laughs> it had to do with the mustache, and that's what sent it off, because oh, he was no. running the mustache, so... That was oh yeah, then, yeah, yeah. The the what do you call it? The uh, rally stash. Rally yeah. stash. Yeah. So I talked Kyle into going down to fish Big Stone Lake here, and you know, and before that I was telling him, yeah, Big Stone can be really tough. I mean, there was time I went down and fished a tournament there. <laughs> <laughs> you see him now. <laughs> yeah. He does look like Kyle. <laughs> what did you, what, yeah, what did but, you call Sean? What was his? Was he was he Ron? That does kind oh, of look Ron, like you. Uh, yeah, Jeremy? Jer- Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, so, so that <laughs> oh, was Sean. Dear Lord. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, i got to put that down. I'm, not, I'm, yeah. I'm scared of what image is going to pop up You don't want to see the nickname in there, too. That'll no. make you laugh. But, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, got a, I got some good nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> but... So I talked him into fishing that Big Stone tournament. And when I was telling him, I go, yeah, the last time I fished that was was RCL League. And and 
I went down there, and a buddy of mine came down with me, and we fished for, I don't know, three days, never caught a stinking walleye. Serious. Wow. Come to the tournament, I just I looked at him, I said, I might as well, because he was going to fish as a koi angler, and I fished as a pro. And... Uh, so I said, I, I, I'm better off just to go home, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. save my money and gas and go home. Sometimes it seems that way. It's just like, but, you know, I just don't think so. Right. <laughs> and then we ended up catching, I ended up catching two fish and cash a check for ninth place. Two fish. It was like With four pounds. With two fish? Yeah, it was like four. It was that tough. Was, that was it was brutal. Terrible. Yeah, that oh. year, Steve Bratt, he won the tournament. and uh, He's and done good. Yeah, Steve's done real well. Yeah. Yep. He's a hell, hell of a fisherman. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, hey, Steve, if you're out there listening, why yep. don't you come on the podcast and defend your, uh, you know, or tell tell us, you know, why they're talking so good about you. <laughs> you, know, you can tell us your story. Yeah, me and him have always, yeah, a lot of times during the tournaments, we're fishing side by side. So people are looking at us. We're going back and forth talking, jabbering, me and Steve. And yeah, you want me to net that fish for you? No. <laughs> you <know what? laughs> I think your yeah, boats are too close yeah. if you can net each other's fish. Or his favorite one is, hey, you always bring me good luck, John. <laughs> You know, come over here, and touch my boat, because <laughs> nine times out of ten he beats me. So, I oh. mean, so I mean, it, it's like, come on, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. And his kid, Jeff, too. He's a hell of a fisherman. But weird. I saw this just prepping Kyle because you know Big Stone can either be just hot yeah or terrible yep you know and so we went pre-fishing it it was slow we get three fish one day one fish four fish whatever it was terrible you know could have won every bass tournament you could have ever thought of there oh yeah but uh we were on bass like crazy but <laughs> always well the first day of the tournament I go well let's go back to my standard stuff that I normally do down there and jig the rocks and if that don't work start trolling cranks you know in some pretty known spots that have always done well and well it didn't do so good because we were like down in the bottom of the pack well, yeah we had day. one fish yeah. I think or two one or nothing Oh. Two fish, I think, total, but we ended up like six from the bottom or something. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. And so I was feeling pretty bad. I'm going, well, this is big stone. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the ice had just went out two days, three days prior to that, yeah. so that didn't Oh, help really? Things. Like it yeah. was, oh, yeah. the yeah. north so end was frozen yeah. the weekend before when we were trying to go pre-fish. Oh, no. And the whole lake was just mud. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it looked like coffee with creamer in it. Yeah. And it was yeah. heavy on the cream. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was nasty. And... <laughs> So we were kind of struggling, but then the second day, we started out trolling cr- cranks, and after about an hour, I just looked at Kyle. I said, well, I should back up. That night, Kyle looks at me and he goes, I got a good feeling about tomorrow, and I started, like, choking. <laughs> like, he looks at me like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, are, what the hell is wrong with this dude? Yeah. Like, this is the first and the last tournament I'm fishing with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. We knew there was fish in the area, though, and we see, started seeing some bait. And, like, I just had a good feeling because we had caught a couple of fish, and I just – we just needed our bites. Yeah. Right, right. You got a lot of luck to go with it, you know, and they need to be there at the right time when you're there. And that's big stone, though, and everything. They move a lot, you know. Yep. And uh, that's been my thing in the past. They seem like they're always <laughs> on the move, you know. And, of course, 
tournament day, no wind. And of course. Big stone needs a wind, it seems like for me anyways, to get up shallow because sometimes you're fishing in a foot to two foot of water, you know, pitching jigs and whatnot. That's what I've heard oh, there. Yeah. It, and yeah. that's it's not like necessarily just like an early time of year thing too. It can be kind of all year oh, round. All year they round. can be way shallow. So yeah. key there is looking for mud lines, currents off the islands or off any of the shoreline breaks when you can see those little current comes in and it pushes the minerals in there and the walleye's go in a feeding frenzy but they, you can literally sometimes bounce jigs right off the rocks and they're they're right there honestly because mm. they'll, they'll push those minerals right up to the rocks yeah it seems like but so we were pulling cranks for a while and i just i looked at kyle on sunday morning and i said this sucks <laughs> I go, <laughs> he was I go, down <laughs> i go let's pull these things off this isn't working you know that's we're not gonna die doing this they said this is terrible i can't take this no more i said let's go jig the islands and then uh I go, just, well, what should I use? I don't know. Grab whatever. <laughs> I don't know what to use. Po- at this point, at this who point, cares? I grabbed we the gotta try one that. thing yeah. I had caught fish on. And uh, I was living and dying by the yeah. sword. Hey. <laughs> but we didn't make it to the island. I said, let's just stop here. I said, this always got fish on it. This spot's always got fish on it. I've always caught fish here. And we were graphing bait. Yeah. And it was, we stayed there. We just stayed on the bait. We didn't graph fish. That yeah. was no. Sometimes you don't have to. Wow, well, we're in nuts. five foot of water, so you don't. Oh, you're not grabbing. No, your co- you know your cones you about the size bottom. of a coffee cup. Yep. Yeah, and you but can't see nothing that. down there. And that, you know, the fish are they're around there. They're always in there. Yeah, and you just gotta sit still and cast around. And and all of a sudden I hear Kyle. I go, I've got one. And that's about what we said it to. He's pretty quiet. I said what. <laughs> I serious? Yeah, I need the net. Yep, I got one. Yeah, I said okay. And there were some other guys around there too, and they seen us. And, they were and a little little ways away. We, and yeah, but they were watching. They were watching. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, they Their were. Their necks were turned. <laughs> it's a tournament. You, yeah. yeah, whatever yeah. You're, whatever you're doing, if you see a guy with you know fighting a fish or a rot or a net, yeah, you stop fishing well. and you pay attention. <laughs> so we got that one in the boat, you know. I got it in Freaking grinning ear to ear. Yeah. I'm like, it's on. Yeah, we caught a fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We caught a fish. I don't know yeah. why, but I'm thinking we're ready to freaking go. Well, <laughs> he ended up, you know, and I still stuck to what I was doing, and he did what he was doing. And and uh, we had a bobber sitting all too. We were getting crazy, you know. And all of a sudden, I got another one. What? Yeah, I got another one. Serious? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I got a trip, I'll break my rod to go back there with the net to stick this other fish in. I think that second one was the biggest one, right? I was like, well, maybe. Even, no, maybe the third one. Because I remember I told you, I was like, I got one. You're like, I'm like, it's a good one. And then you're like, yeah, right. You know, like, yeah, right. You know, and I'm like, dude, this is a freaking good one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because we were starting now by that third fish, I believe those guys start trying to move in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you start to wait. Why why don't? Why are they sitting down? Ah, here they come. And I'm casting as far as I can. Come on. (laughs) Well, it's big stone. You can have two rods, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just take one and you whip it as far as you can out with some big thing on there just to go get back. Yeah. It's like a lion tamer. Musky bait. Yeah. And, you know, and then plus throw a bobber out strategically, too. That mm-hmm. works. But, uh, yeah, and I think we ended up catching five fish. Well, we had to go weigh. We weighed the one in earlier yep. and then uh, came back, caught a couple more there, and then we went over. They kind of died there, and then we went to the islands and tried to fish that and caught some bass. And 
I ended up my fish of the day. I think that's when I caught that big one. Was it on the f- second day or was it the first day? The bass? Yeah. I think that was pre-fishing, right? Was that it? big one? Well, the bass that he caught, oh my gosh. Just monsters. Yeah, that was, biggest largemouth I've ever seen. That was... It's like, six, figured seven, seven and a half pounds. It was... It was 23 inches. Oh, yeah. That yeah was, that's good fish. Huge. I yeah. didn't weigh it, but I just went off the girth charts. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But it was a monster. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I got one. And he goes... I go. This is no walleye, though. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes jumping out of the out of the water. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Well, no. Not. This one stayed down. It, and I thought I had a northern at first. But, oh. Yeah. You know. I thought well, because there's some big gators and big stone. Yeah. I thought I had a big gator on, but no, nah, it was that bass. But yeah, that's the biggest largemouth I've ever caught in my life. But yeah, we seriously could have. I think one there because there was bass tournament going on at the same time and yeah. double entries just oh, entering both. Yeah, we. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know we could have killed the tournament because we had doubles with like five yeah, they pounders. Didn't, they didn't oh, really? Big oh, yeah. weight either. Yeah. Yep. And we were, that was, we were taking selfies like, oh, it's just luck. I got a five pound bass. He's got one almost tickling oh, eight. <laughs> like, That's crazy. Well, yeah. we, we doubled when, uh, well, three years ago, first year fishing the aim, we were out on Big Stone. Yeah. And uh, Matt and I both doubled. Uh, well, it was a, we had two fish, we'll call it. Both go back at the same time. Rods go back at the same time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good fish. It feels kind of funny, but it's good fish. And he's like, yeah, I got a good fish on too. I had a sheephead. He had a sucker. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, really? Like, I really, they broke the water. We could see it. And I go, what the hell is that thing? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what this thing is. And then Sheep, I go, yeah. oh, sheephead. Yeah, there's lots well, of them in there. Well, <laughs> I guess I've never caught one before, so that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we doubled. Hey, we doubled. Yeah, yeah there's lots of them. Oh, in there oh yeah yeah that year i that's 2008 i fished that with dirkman and and we had <laughs> we had some similar stuff i go well i got the cranks out again with boards and i'm going well i think i got about a nice 20 inch walleye i'm thinking to myself you know because the way the board pulled back yeah i got it up so far and got the board off oh, what the heck what it's got orange on what the heck is this great big bluegill Oh, thing was a monster. We caught we like caught two mul- of those. Yeah, things. I caught two, at least two, if not three. And then I caught a giant. Well, not giant, but it was like a fourteen inch crappie. And they hit those boards like yeah. a walleye. Crazy. <laughs> I, I was sitting. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching the boards. And that tattletale. Yeah. Wham goes back. The board goes almost underwater. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. And I'm really in. I go, but it doesn't feel that heavy. I mean, it feels okay, but nothing like you know, big yeah. wall I should feel. And I get it up, I go, holy Christ. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, biggest one I ever Huge. caught. Pound and a half, I think. That, I didn't put it on the scale, but I'm, I'm just guess guessing it was 11. Yeah. 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 And these things are just monsters. Well, and the funny thing was, is that at the weigh-in, or the, you know, whatever, uh, that's all anybody could talk about. Yeah. Nobody cared if you caught a walleye. Yeah. Was, you guys catch some of them sunfish and them bluegills and crappies yep. out there. Oh, yeah. Pie, pie plates, man. Just oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. There was a bunch of pictures on AIM for that. I know, I know like Steve P, she caught some and... And uh, there was quite a few on there. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, Jake caught a real big one out there, opener, Minnesota opener this year when we went out there. That was the biggest one I had ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Big perch in there, too. Oh, yeah. Big stone's good. It's it's a good fishery. Yep. That perch were huge. I think Brad that year caught one about 13 inches, and on top of it, he caught a gator on, I think it had to have been 12 pounds. Yeah. Pretty well, decent perch, gator. it's known for perch, especially yep. in the wintertime. Yeah. They just go out there and pound them yeah. year after year after year after year, and it produces. It doesn't, it's not like they're fishing it out. No, it's a, it's a good fishery. <clears throat> but, yeah, so that's kind of how 
don't know, been bouncing around and throughout fun. It's been fun. I mean, I like doing it. And then last year, I think we, you know, we fished the entire circuit except for I didn't get to fish a championship because my kid got married. You didn't miss much, apparently, right, Kyle? No. Well, <laughs> I think he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve on Lake of the Woods. I was going up there shooting from the hip. No, right. No yeah, team. Yeah. No, you know, just, just, Learning her myself. And hey, I can I can talk all kind of smack because you pretty much waxed us every other tournament. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but it. it my, the biggest thing that frustrated me about that one is when you start out with where you want to be. You know, yeah. the first couple of days of pre-fishing, you start out around the forty-pound mark, and it came pretty easy. You yeah. know, per day. And then it trickled down. And then your head <laughs> starts playing tricks on you. And oh, it's yeah. going down, and you're like, you. I have got to be freaking kidding me! You, you know? start pushing harder and harder, oh. and you're fishing worse and worse because you're yeah. trying to make think. You're yeah. trying to think too hard, and it's like just yeah, go out and a, just fish, just go fish. Yeah, it's a big body of water too, and those fish do they can move, they can stay. So oh, yeah. I mean, well, they like, moved during the tournament. Oh yeah, day one to day two, they moved. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that I wanted to fish that one. I usually do fairly well up there, and you know we've we've done good. A lot of times it's been. You know, I guess I've only fished one tournament up there, but it was the last AIM championship before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad and I fished, but I've spent a lot of time in August, September, just going up there pulling cranks and stuff, and we've caught lots of big fish. I mean, it's so much fun. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to go up there and just go fish, who yeah. cares what the size are? I mean, you can take one crankbait. I really don't care what the color is. Yep. Just take it and just drive your boat 20 miles turn around come back and you'll catch fish yeah. the whole way that's a lot of times just go for <laughs> and when you're out there having fun and you put on a 10 mile troll <laughs> yeah you're just oh, yeah. you don't yeah. have to keep going to the no, same spot as like, no. let's just go find some stuff and just go look at the scenery and you know and a, lot of, a lot of people are up there they're going by numbers and you know you throw a spinner on or a jig or something go out there you'll catch a lot of smaller fish and right. stuff but you're after hogs we're after those 32 30 inch fish you oh know, yeah and, well it's like the woods you might as well yeah yeah because, I mean, you know, on your way back in, you can make a half-hour troll and catch something to eat. Oh, yeah. So go out there, trophy right, fish, right and, then, the yeah, yeah, and then just go get <laughs> yeah. some fish on your way back, then, yeah, clean them later. So, yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, I wish I could have fished that, but it's more important being my kid's wedding. I don't but, know. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But eh. so it was kind of a tough go, but I already signed up for the other ones <laughs> oh, yeah. prior to knowing the date, you know, yeah. so it was one of those things. So, you know, somebody's probably mad at me because they didn't get the fish that, you know, this is when the Leech Lake and Malax filled out. Somebody didn't get the fish, the championship, but oh, well, and then you should have got your your uh yeah. <laughs> applications in sooner I did guess. you guys get all signed up then for this year yeah oh yeah yeah this yeah. year we signed up for all five right away and just been done with it is it full no uh, did they come <clears throat> out with the numbers yet no no i i heard 40 full teams have signed up for the full oh, okay. series so if that is the case that's good yeah yeah, yeah. um that's good definitely good for minnesota yeah but uh who knows? You know, I know there's going to be other teams that obviously want to fish Bemidji, but don't want to fish the, the right. whole circuit, yeah. you know, so. I think it kind of goes to show, you know, kind of how many guys just want to fish Leech or just want to fish right. Mille Lacs yeah. or Bemidji. Well, you get the guides yeah. in that and right. and you understand why. I mean, they get, their life is guiding, so, yeah. you know, their money's made taking right. clients out so they can't really take time away because it's an expense to fish the tournaments for them you know yeah. while anybody but well guaranteed th- money versus yeah, a gamble right yeah. so what do you do 
But fun. this way it gives the guys, you know, that want to fish the entire series, just go out and have some fun. Gives them the chance to get signed up ahead of time. So I understand it. It's yeah, it's a cool thing for those ones that want to sign up for them all. You know, right. Well, I've said in so, the past that's what it should have been in the first place. Yeah, like you have to fish every single tournament, or at least three out of those four yep. plus the championship. You can't just you know pick and choose, and yeah. maybe I'll do this one or that one or this one or that one. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. If if I end up wanting to fish one, well, it's legal, so I can. Yeah. But it should be. Yep. that way and that's why they did this to get away from the locals coming in and let's take otter tail let's take leech let's take malax let's you know and then take the points and the money and then Great. they're gone that, okay, so. that and then to get them to sign up for the championship off the bat right too. yeah you're you know, guaranteed to fish it some of these guys get down on themselves or whatever <clears throat> whatever the case may be and you know we, or they don't really like where the championship's going, you know, so they're not going to sign up for the whole thing. Right. You know, and that really kills the payout as far as the championship, you know, the projected payout. I mean, that's a that's a good payout. Yeah. But if you only get 50 boats, well, you yeah, know, the payout really, goes down. Yeah, right. it's just like a regular season event as far and, as payout. And guys know that it's not going to be a lot of boats, so less guys go because they go, oh, well, it's not going to be a good payout. Right. And then, right. Yeah. And then yeah. you got the entry fee versus payout thing, but... So this year, I you know I think they did a pretty good job with the schedule. Granted, you're fishing the river, Malax and Leech. You know they need to do. They, I hate the river. Malax or Leech for the championship. But the dates that they picked are really good. I did, think. Did they keep? I heard. I don't know if they switched. Did they switch the Fourth of July weekend nope. one? It's still Leech, like it's still in the still there weekend after yep. there. Okay, still after. Yeah. You know, but for time wise, for the bite, that you know, July Fourth will make Leech a little bit more interesting. Don't it will, tall. yeah, yeah, because it's going to be a, they'll be more in their summer pattern. You know, those fish probably aren't going to bigger fish won't be so grouped together, so it'll make it a little different. But um, like the river, this should be prime time for yeah. the river, yeah. and then uh, those fish will be post spawn on their way back to their normal haunts, and they'll be and easy where, to pick where are those up. spots? Well, in I the river. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I I think it's know. in the water. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Like we were I, talking I about think. before? <laughs> you familiar, familiar with the Chris Farley SNL skit? In a band down by the river? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's it's in oh. the band down by the river. Oh, so you got to go, you got to look for that van. And then you, yep. do you throw a spinnerbait yep. in the van, a jig in the van, crank them in the van? Yeah. Or is there a van in the river that you're supposed to like jig out? You know? Yeah. Well, sometimes the van's in the river. Sometimes it's all. <laughs> there might be a man in the van. Say, he might hook a body. <laughs> yeah. As, is, as is some guys river. used to call them floaters. Oh. oh. <laughs> and yeah, they've been down there before. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen one getting pulled out. Yeah. When we were like 17 on pool two. Yeah. March. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Corners down there. We're just zipping up in the 12 footers. <laughs> Me, Kevin, Sean, you know, we got <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> Oh, it's like yeah. River, yeah. River Phoenix over here poking a dead body. Yeah, good yeah. old St. Paul. Not good. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Those, for the most part, you know, uh, Bemidji is a phenomenal lake, you know, and a lot of people say, well, yeah, it's a smaller lake, but there's a lot of structure on that lake. It's And it's two separate lakes, you know, the north half versus the south half. Um, they can be very challenging in August. August can be a tough bite out there, but it's a definitely got a lot of walleye in it it's, okay. yeah i've never so been there ice oh, or open so <clears throat> it's a, it's a fun lake i fished quite a few tournaments up there and seem to have done well throughout the years been a few years since i've been up there but um 
it, it's challenging, you know. Like I told Kyle, I think I got 150 waypoints on the lake itself, but uh, just have to find the white right waypoint oh, that's yeah. got the fish oh, yeah. in it. Yeah. But they'll be there. I mean, so I... It's hard to say, you know, that time of year, August, it could be a tough, tough bite where it comes down to maybe four fish yeah. place, you know, and well, that's kind of crazy. But I mean, I remember once we fished a, it was a FLW super tournament there. It was a two-day tournament. And I think I was in seventh place with three fish. And then the next day I caught four fish and I think I ended up seventh place if I remember yeah. right. Hmm. But it, it was a, just a tough bite. Well, I would guarantee that it'll be 10 fish caught during that tournament, during that yeah. championship, oh, five yeah. each day. Yeah. Well, there yeah. better be. I mean, but. Yeah. These guys, you know, guys are yep. just too good these days. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Lake of the Woods, plus, you know, 40 plus pounds yeah. back to back. And the numbers of guys that did it was what drove me nuts. Yeah. I'm like, Lats. okay, we did okay. Here we are, 37 pounds, 36 pounds, whatever it was. I'm like, okay, if we can just do that again, some of these guys, they're going to slip down. They're going to it has to it happens every time yeah. nobody did <laughs> i'm I, like all yeah. right fine i think you'll see some pretty tight weights up there then it's not gonna be monster bags you yeah. know like lake of the woods or malax or something like that but i don't know my my guess is in there is a 26 inch average good winner yeah you know that's just off the top of my head yeah. i mean are there are there really big fish in their 28s 9s 30s there's yeah not as many as there'd be in like cast lake or leech or something like that but there is some fish in there okay. like that so yeah. if you can average a 25 you're I, doing pretty darn good i think so yeah you know, okay. I, I would think that that's a pretty good thing to hit okay you know not and, that i have to worry about it but hey whatever. well it's two days or two so yeah you know, and that's yeah. not going to make too easy, because that then, like I said, in that time of the month, the, the fish the lake is loaded full of fish, but it, it's got its days where there's even the guides don't go out there and fish it because it's yeah. tough, you okay. know. So, but now we'll see how it goes. I'll be making a few trips up there prior to that just to check it out again oh, yeah. and get familiar with the lake again. But it's been a while. Well, I'll hop in the boat. Yeah, I've never, I've never been there, so hey, I'll I'll hop in the boat, come with you. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, you have to do that. It's yeah. it's it's a good time. I I like leech or I mean uh, Bemidji, but yeah. As long as I catch one fish, I'm happy. Oh, you'll catch more. That's how. Fish. That's that's how I. That, <laughs> I mentioned it before on the on, on the podcast. If I go to a new body water I've never been on, and I catch one fish, I'm happy. Yeah. I, that's all I need to do is catch one fish. Anything over that, perfect. You know, that's great. But yeah. if I catch one fish, I'm happy. No matter what it is. Like if I go out and catch a little perch, if I'm ice fishing somewhere, a little tiny perch, I caught a fish, didn't get skunked. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. Whatever. Yeah. I learned yeah. a lot of places not to fish. Yeah. <laughs> or what not to use on the fish I did find. <laughs> but so it was it, it's it's I think it's gonna be a pretty good tournament. Yeah. Well it's good that they're going to year. a new body of, of water. Right. I mean, in three years they've never been to Bemidji. So right. it's right. it's good they're going somewhere new. Yep. So it'd be nice, you know, maybe next year if they could chase things up a little bit you know and change yeah. things and like Sm something that Winnie, they, they cast to i mean there's well, a bunch I mean, of different yep. places go oh, back yeah. to st louis river yeah La Caparo yeah. even i mean a yeah. lot of people don't like yeah, that, gull, guess, gull lake yeah, you gull. know i mean yeah. i've never fished gull but there's a lot of lakes down south too oh, i yeah. mean there, there's different options yep you know, maybe even different pools. How about Winona? You yeah. know, yeah. you know, Wabasha, Winona. Try doing pool too again. Yeah. Or open it up so you can Same. fish 
pools two through however St. Croix you know whatever yeah St. Croix River yep but then getting people to, you know, it's, it's you know, because the river, you know, that's one thing with the river. You're always going to catch fish, it seems like. But um, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> personal experience, you're full of shit. <laughs> well, we Wait, always I seem to get a, something. I caught a fish. <laughs> Don't jinx us now. <laughs> we seem uh, my to, part, my part, my part. We seem to do okay out there, but I mean, it's, yeah. but it's one of those things that, you know, it's kind of intimidating as somebody coming that's not living by the river to right. fish it because right. you're fishing against the Randy Stevens, the oh, yeah. Garen Vickneys, you know, and oh, the river rats down there. And oh, they're yeah. tough. They, that's, oh. Those guys are just phenomenal on that river. Uh, if you know a river, you yeah. know a river. Jay yeah. Sure, I mean, he's another yeah. guy that knows that thing upside down. and Dean Marshall. Yeah, yeah. all those boys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so but I look at it this way: that's competition. You know, and if you can beat them, hey, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. you know? well, it makes you a better fisherman every time you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, you learn, you learn what did not, what worked, what didn't. You know where to go. You know, it, it's it's a learning experience yeah. yep. every time you go out. Just for me, it's just been a long, slow <laughs> learning experience. Well, that's how you learn, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a whole part of it. Yeah. In St. Louis, I, we did okay. We caught a bunch of fish. Oh, yeah. You know, no hogs, but we caught a bunch of fish, and I was happy. Yep. Oh, so we just Red we Wing went up just, there off a whim, you know. God, Red yeah. Wing just kicks my ass every time I go. Well, that place changes uh, so much, and that's... Daily. Well, last time we were there, it was up, what, was it five or six feet the yep. day, um, like the day or two before? It was raising, it rising. Yeah. Way up. Yep. 20, yeah. 20. And yeah. after that, I asked Jimmy Bell, I was like, so how do you, what, what do you even do? He goes, you fish shallow. Like, just throw it up on the bank and drag it in. Like you're bass fishing. Throw it up on shore and basically drag it. Yeah. 20, 20, you know? yeah. I'm like, Find oh, the current seams. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's yep. another thing. Current seams, I don't know what a current seam, I don't, you know, I don't know. Look at the water. Well, yeah, that's what people <laughs> yeah. tell me. And I'm like, you look at the water. What? There's water moving everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it. Well, yeah. You I just kinda, gotta, I gotta go pick. out there with somebody who can go, okay, here's the deal. Yep. That right there, you see that? Like take your face and go that right there. That yeah, is in the flow yeah. of the bat. You well, know? perfect example yeah. is you go right over there at uh, Everett's where we take off at generally, you know, and, and that corner just. I mean, this is a prime example just to look at. You look at that corner just south of the dock, and. Uh, where the current comes and hits that corner, you'll see the V, and you can see where the water's faster versus okay. slower. And right where that slower water is is generally where those bait fish are going to stack up, and of course the walleyes will come chew on them, yeah, or sauger, and uh, you get them in there. But that's kind of what you're looking for. You're just looking where the well, water seams and eddies. Yep. yep, eddies. Yep, little backwater eddy. And for and for people that don't know what an eddy is, why don't you fully explain that? I know what an eddy is. <laughs> But <laughs> Eddie is that guy off of Iron Maiden, you know, the big creature guy that they had hey, on Kyle, it. Hey, Kyle, why don't that? you explain what an Eddie is because he's not giving up the info. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the old rockers that know who Eddie is from Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. But uh, Eddie is just basically a semi-whirlpool in a way. It's just slack water that's turning in a rotation and it back feeds back into where the fast water or the current is coming back in. So okay. it just swirls. Yep. yep. Okay. So you just look for literally yep. swirling water. A prime is- example of that is if you go north, what's the, it's not Colville, but the other one, uh, the other. Uh, oh, the city. 
The city park. Yeah, city yeah, park. Where the city launch is there, you familiar yep, with that? Yep, yep, Just north of that, before you get to, what is it, Haystack Creek, I think it is. Yeah, on the Minnesota side there. Yeah, on the Minnesota side. That big sweeping corner, just as you come come out of the no-wake zone and just going to the north of the park. And that whole side is just a big eddy in there all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why, and okay. you can see it. You'll, you yeah, watch that's the why there's always, that's why there's always boats there. Yeah, oh, yep. okay. people fishing it a yeah. lot. So that's, that's, that's a classic. I've been on the river like four times, five yeah. times. I I don't I was never raised on the river. Oh. I I grew up five miles from here, so it's I'm a lake, you know, I'm a lake guy. Yeah, right? where a lot of your river rats, they don't know how to fish lakes because they're so used to rivers. Right. You know, they get frustrated. They struggle on yeah. a lake. Yeah, they yeah. can't catch a fish yeah. on a lake, but I can't catch fish on a river. So well, between the two of us, we can sometimes put fish in a boat or not. <laughs> yeah. That might be the perfect team is a lake guy, really good lake guy, and a really good, good river, river guy. guy. Yeah, if you're on a on a you know on a series where it goes lakes and rivers, yeah, because you're lo- should always technically catch fish. Yeah, I get to learn from uh, you know like Chad Nissen. He was a really good river guy, and uh, he always did well. So I learned a lot from him, and then some other guys that I used to rig their boats for, you know, and. Got a few pointers here and there. Jerry Hine, I don't know if you know who he is, but he oh, yeah. he did well in the, I think he was PWT and FLW. Um, and uh, so it was always, you, you know, it's just, that's the whole part, doing something different, you're yeah. learning. And that's why I always say, if you're not learning something, you're not fishing, you know. And, if you don't, you got to learn right. something every single yeah. day. And, don't, and even if you don't think you did, yeah. if you sit back and go, okay, what happened today? Take it step right. by step by step. You'll go, oh, I switched that because I thought that I learned, you know, learn that or this or that. You learn, you, even if you don't know it, you learn yeah. something. I learned a ton on Lake of the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, after the fact, I learned a ton. Well, you don't, you don't know until you do it. Right. You know, and that's yeah. the thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. learn from mistakes and you do better, you know. Yeah. There's no there's no perfect way to do it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely not. When people say, oh, yeah, you do this, 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 this. Well, okay, whatever. You know, maybe manipulate it better. And now, next thing you know, you're above the game. Right. So, I mean, if if you don't change things up just a little, you don't know. Yeah. You know, just well, like you see now, a big, you know, the big thing now is everybody's hand painting baits and colors and whatnot. And, oh, yeah. You know, and you see a lot of that. So just this little specialization of things that makes a difference. Yep. So sometimes it is just a little color change here. Yeah, right. A couple different shades or whatever, and, or a stripe, different. just throwing a, you know, bait that doesn't have the yeah. perch stripes on it. You throw perch stripes on it, boom, catches fish. Yeah. You know, yeah, each tournament, I, I was actually. As I was cleaning up this mess the other day, I found my notebook that uh, after each tournament, I would write down what worked, what didn't, you know, what bait I was using that worked and whatnot. So when I go back there, I can look and go, okay, well, that worked there, that worked there. This is what we did here, there, blah, 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 blah. So Yeah. Right. yeah. That comes in handy. You mm-hmm. know, I used to do that. Now I just go off my memory more than anything, but I, you know... There's a nice thing with these newer graphs where you can put that information in here and like write down the size of the fish you caught it. Of course, it tracks the date and whatnot. Right. And of course, you got the area. And a prime example is that like last year when we were out fishing on leech in the tournament. And I drew crappy I numbers. I don't want to talk about leech. Well, <laughs> during the week leech. I was out fishing, and I mean, I I easily could have gotten that 40-pound range easy. I was on big fish, and it wasn't a problem. 
but of course everybody else found them too you know like you said oh, yeah. good fishermen yep and <laughs> i drew the absolute worst numbers you could have taken off from horseshoes 96 and 94 so the first day <laughs> that's bad <laughs> first you know it was terrible and i first day of course i'm fishing walker and uh yeah of course I, watching people and i'm going oh there isn't that many people that went in there there wasn't that many people come around the point crap there they are so i abandoned that and it's like jim chayeva looks at me he goes what made you abandon it? I said, there's just too many people in there. You can't get on the spot on the spot. Of course, the guy that won it was where I needed to be. And, uh, you know, and... Oh, so you have Will Poppenfuss's uh, numbers then, huh? Well, mm. I don't even know his name, but I just recognized the boat. Well, it was Will. <laughs> so, it was Will. So, yeah. yeah. I don't... I, I, uh, you know, was that the spot with the beer cans or it's not like, the spot? It's like Kyle, he knows everybody's names and stuff, but <laughs> oh, I yeah. just don't. And I'm no, sorry, I'm so bad with names, I just... Yeah. Well, so well here, um, here I am. People. You're you know, naming all you're naming off all these names, and I'm like, ah, I came into this game way too late because I don't know anybody he's talking about. <laughs> like, like I know the Grizz. Other than that, eh, well, you know, Mark Courts. I am old. Yeah, I am yeah. getting there. I mean, I'm hitting my mid fifties or getting up there. You'll be in your prime next summer, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as long as I don't fall over, Kyle's like, you better be in your prime because you're my partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no shit. <laughs> Just get my drool cup underneath my chin, and I'll be okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> when's your birthday? Because I'm gonna buy you a bib for your birthday. <laughs> a little lobster on it. The drooler. Oh man, get him a custom bib like we did yeah. my dad for yeah. the jersey. Yeah, the jersey. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. Belly, belly to belly. Belly, belly to belly. Oh, Papa yeah. Cotton. 69. There you go. <laughs> belly to belly. We did that tw- two years in a row at the championships. Oh man. First year and the second year. Didn't do it this year. I don't think we did it once this year. Yeah. I don't think so. It's going to be hard to give up the rally stash, but after this year, you don't need it anymore. Yeah. It didn't help. Well, every time I have my normal you beer. You should shave your head. Well, no. I don't know. You girl tried talking me into maybe a mullet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I might as well I, mohawk it then. Yeah, yeah I just do mohawks. Do rally mohawks. The yeah, mohawk it. But yeah, it's <clears throat> leech was kind of fun, you know, and... It was tough because I was going, no, that's first day I just looked at my buddy, um, Scott, he fished with me and I said, we got to get out of here. There's just too many people in here. Yeah. So we just, I, he goes, well, what are we going to do? I said, well, this spot's always got 25 inch fish on it. This spot, we just caught a 28 incher the day before my wife did first biggest fish she's ever caught she's only fished maybe twice in her life and she gets a 28 and a half <laughs> no, and <Jesus>. yeah <laughs> and of course she's rubbing it in see i got bigger fish than you well, what's new? <laughs> you know <laughs> beginner look yeah i don't care get it in the boat Shh. quit quit screaming everybody's looking right you know yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know all that goes oh look at that it's bigger yeah. years oh, so yeah. whatever but but uh, <laughs> calm down yeah just, just relax don't tell everybody how big this fish is Just and meet them back to you yeah. too right. oh yeah big time <laughs> well so you know of course all of a sudden Chaiba he runs by me he sees me what are you doing out there well I'm fishing this is what I'm doing yeah. how'd you know I'll go out there I said I never pre-fished it this is just one of those things yeah. you get with your gut if you got confidence in what you're doing you go with a gut feeling you go for it yep. and if lady luck's on your side then it happens well uh, that day we ended up like two ounces out of place and we ended up 16th <laughs> no. but I think we lost some that we should have had in the boat that would have improved us we, I think we could have been in the top 10 
Yeah. But then the second day I fished it with my daughter and that was an absolute blast. And it was, you know, the second day, I don't know, did you fish up there? Oh, yeah, it was windy. I did. You I remember it was kind of windy and we stayed out on the main lake. I'm I, trying to forget that entire weekend. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. My That's brain was Kyle, like scrambled eggs after that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's when we taught Chris, Kristen, right? Yeah. Uh, Kristen Day? Yeah, we taught Kristen Hot Pants his name over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that day, and so that was kind of funny. But oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, me and my daughter and <laughs> we were out there fishing. And of course, it was windy, so I'm back trolling in a in a steering boat. I was yep. gonna bring that up. Was that the video that you put out there? When no, you were giving the boys hell or something. That, that was, was that was pre-fishing. That I was took the video. That was funny. That was funny. That, that, you got a thing just, against tiller boats or something? Well, <laughs> people always, you know, there's always a big thing about not tiller this, tiller that. You can do this in a tiller versus a wheelboat. Well, you know, granted, I started in a tiller and I was in a tiller for many years until I started fishing these bigger bodies of water. And yeah. I was sick of getting hit by waves and the, I don't care what, it's fiberglass, whatever. You guys go, wow, wow, wow. You're going to get wet. Yeah. And... Yeah. So it's better to have a windshield and have that something times, to grab yeah. onto, and then plus that your times. partner's a little safer <laughs> behind. He's got the old Jesus bar to hold on to, and uh, <laughs> you know, see, you're not flopping him. I mean, I've seen guys where the seat posts broke out of the tiller boats, big name boats, expensive boats, and end up in the back live well, you know, oh, and, yeah. and it happens. But yeah. I mean, there's nothing to grab onto up there, and so. I don't know the council boat when you're into these bigger lakes and you're going to bigger waves. I think it's just a better deal, and you can with the aluminum boats. You know you can back troll with those things just as easy as any tiller. And a lot of people go, "Oh, you can't do that." Oh, why not? And that's you know a lot of people they look at me and I'm standing back there and I got my tiller extension handle on and I'm sitting back there. Well, what are you doing? Well, what's it look like? I'm back trolling with a console boat. I mean, you they're, know? they're both flat in the back. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, it's got the same. His boat same. has the same design transom as as my boat. Flat, yeah. square yeah. edges. It yeah. holds you the exact same way. You know? And it trolls, you know, and like I was explaining to Kyle, you know, a lot of times it's boat control. And you start using a tiller. You know, you get into a bigger wave, the advantage isn't going to hold you no. in a bigger wave. So you got to use that bigger motor, okay? And well, now the bigger motor, you know, you can only, you pop it in, pop it out, and you get this big, loud, cranky thing. I don't care if it's a four-stroke, two-stroke, it's still loud underneath the water. Yeah. You know, so it it's backing up, and you're not, you're not able to hold your spot truly like you probably should, where you throw a kicker motor down. And you can idle her down, match the wind speed, and you can hold the spot on the spot pretty dang good, you know. Mm-hmm. And like that day with that video you're seeing, that time I was, we had, I don't know, it had been 40 mile an hour winds. Yeah, Granted, it's a small lake, but the, the waves weren't that big, but you can take and put that... Uh, um, my kicker motor down and I threw my troll master on and I sat at the windshield and you see it I didn't have no rain gear on I wasn't no, getting didn't. wet yeah that was a funny thing it's like hey look at me but I'm I was down. holding yeah, my nice spot and dry <laughs> but I was holding my spot you know so I mean so it was kind of hilarious you know and I was I was picking on Chaz <laughs> a little bit video. because of those guys were were going on about oh, uh, yep. on that it? uh Right there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. For all you killer guys, Chaz, but. Chaz, but. Wind, waves. Look at this. Windshield boat. Take a picture of the windshield. Take a 
picture Put we'll you off <laughs> back trolling. And I'm not getting wet. Daddy little Danny Gage. Sitting here smiling in my shorts. No rain suit on. Just my shorts. There you go, killer guys. Eat this stuff up. Talk to you later. Peace out. Yeah, you did more. You were back trolling on the lags too. You yep. did more back trolling out of your council. Yeah, a lot of people they look at me kind of, but it, you know, depending on the wind, just starts getting rough. You know, why stick the nose into it? You know, and you might as well. The windshield actually, believe it or not, acts just like a drift sock. So it, the front end of the boat, when you put the back into it that front end does not wiggle around you know huh. i suppose i mean it's just keeping yep the it's boat a constant pressure making, on it that yeah. keeps it from it's different trying to if you can keep the motor yep. you know the back end pointed the right way so with the you motor. can slide drift yeah. do whatever you want with it yeah. and don't it, i i do not suggest trying to back troll in a ranger <laughs> yeah or or, uh, or most fiberglass most, most, almost yeah. any fiberglass yeah. most oh, fiberglass yeah. unless you get a rangers how dealer. they drop off in the back like matt's nitro yeah. isn't you know isn't as bad i wouldn't yeah i but wouldn't still no there's not much of a splash pan you need that like yeah. even like look at okay so look at the warrior fiberglass boats mm-hmm. or the old lun 208 those things can back troll you know just as good as any aluminum and oh, just yeah. as good as any tiller but it's because of the hard corners yep you, you know and flat, flat back yep yeah yep. so where the motor is not as offset and that's, and that's the thing when you get into some of these tracking you know these console boats they, they'll go good forward because they're so heavy in the nose and these aluminums or that fiberglass but back trolling forget it i mean yeah. with that offset they just will not track straight i mean and i've been in enough fiberglass boats and i'm uh, you know fiberglass there's a lot of benefits to it you're gonna have a smoother ride and you're gonna have a drier ride and you'll be able to go into the wind forward a little better than aluminum yeah but the aluminum, I can throw the kitchen sink inside there, you know, almost double the capacity of rods or whatnot storage. in aluminum for storage. And Fishing, too, I think. When when you're actually stopped and not driving, they fish so damn good. I can back troll with mine where you can't. You know, it's, it's more adaptable. And if you're tournament fishing, you need that. You need to be able to go, if you can go forward, back troll, do whatever. You got to do whatever you need to do in order to, to be competitive, you yeah. know. So... Those are just some elements. I was just talking to Matt, the salesman, up at Ray's on the way down here, and he goes, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm torn between, because I'm just going to sell my boat and get a new one, between getting another uh, aluminum versus the glass. I like the glass, you know, like I said, from going forward, but then I give up my back trolling ability, you know, and... Good thing I got a tiller. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So... But I, I encourage, yeah, this year. Except I, you'll be in his boat when you need to back troll. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, no, we'll bring them both. <laughs> and he can back troll for me, see? And I don't have to sit back there. I'll still stay dry without my rain suit on. Well, <laughs> and your drip rig, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but, you know, so there's, there's benefits to both. I mean, I've, I've sold, you know, rigged plenty of both boats, and they're all good boats nowadays, you know. And there ain't one bad thing really about them, you know. It's just you pick your poison and how I kind of look at it. Same thing with motors. You get a lot of people, oh, this is the best, this is whatever, you know. And oh, you just yeah. kind of look at them, okay, which cloud nine are you in? The you best. Know? We've talked yeah. about yeah. that before, the best. Just shut up and fish. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there might yeah. be reasons why I 
I want something or why someone else, you know, prefers whatever, or they just, you know, maybe it's just a confidence thing or this, that, but nobody's making bad products no, out there nowadays. No. Nobody. It's, if they do, they go out of business. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's, that's the thing, you know, like I've said, we've talked about it, multiple different people. It doesn't matter what you're using as long as you're doing it. As long as you're using it. Sean Lakey was in here. He was confident. in a clam jersey. Yeah. I had my Northland shirt and hat on. We both were catching fish that day we were out there. Right. <laughs> doesn't matter if no. the fish are biting the fish are biting if they're not just keep switching stuff up till you find something that bites it's well it's bait. it's bait it's line it's a hook it's a boat who cares take yep. a kid out there fishing and you watch them and that rod's going all over the place they're not doing nothing right Mm-mm. but yet they'll all fish you <laughs> oh yeah you know? so yeah. i mean that's the well key. that's because they have that jigging cadence yep <laughs> that, there it is the keith Cavias jigging this is all you do it shivering shivering you know and Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so oh, i man. mean so yeah, it's it's a pick your poison type of thing. And there's a lot of people that talk to talk, and it's kind of fun to listen to them sometimes. But you also gotta shake your head sometimes and think hard about it, oh, yeah. <laughs> and just well, walk away. Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing now is because of Facebook, social media. Yeah, everybody's got an ego. Yeah, and oh, once yeah. they get on a staff, it's this is the best staff because they're trying yeah. to promote it the best, thinking that oh if I if I kiss these people's asses enough. And push them enough. I might be able to make I'm it. I'm gonna like make it, yeah. it like a Kavias. I'm gonna yep. be the next Al Linder. Right. Yeah. No. But when you're doing no. it for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, I'm on staff. So you're on staff. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We're promoting the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our jobs. In order like to doing get our it little, as in order to get our measly ass discount. Right. I mean, yeah. it's a discount. Big deal. Yep. I can still afford this stuff. Yeah. You know, I just believe in your product, and I want to help you sell your product because I believe right. in it. Great. And yeah. that's a big thing. It's not so much to be like I call them. This is my name for people like that as poster bitch. And I shouldn't even say that. But hey, you, you know, it's, it. it's look at me. You can oh. say it. You can say it. Yeah, it's it's there's ego no rules. There's it's no ego, rule, but I, I call it that. You know, yeah. and that can that language could probably bite me but you know i i don't use the stuff you know like northland i'm on on their staff too and i've been there for quite a while but they've been really good you know and they do build a quality product and do have quality product a lot of people use it and a lot of some people hate it but no whatever it's been really good up in my neck of the woods and and they have been good you know and the people there and that's the thing they're great Great yeah. people, you know yep. they, they're fishermen. They're nice people to deal with, and and that no matter what staff you're on, you should believe in the people as well. Right, yep. right. And that's where I think a lot of people don't even know There's, certain who the hell they're working for. Well, that's the thing. They're so you busy know. worrying about their own image that they don't think of the overall yeah. system. Right. You got to get to know, you know, like Northland, Cody, Roswick. Yeah. Get to know Eric Nag, Cody, gotta, Sam, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. You know, you got to have a yeah. personal relationship. Right. You know, if you don't, if you can't have that you know and doors don't start opening up you know what's the point of doing anything for free you yeah. got to have that personal relationship you got to have a friendship you know that's better th- i mean i'll go for the time you spend most people spend doing this that or whatever on facebook um just go pay pay for it who cares right. about a 10 20 50 50 discount yeah. none, none of it matters well, you know but five bucks on ten dollars for the yeah. tackle yeah if you have a fleet farm at their end of the year sales if you have clearance. a personal relationship though it yeah. makes it worth it to be boots on the ground like aside from all the facebook stuff you know helping them out when they ask yeah. you because that's just friends helping friends right you well, know? I think, you know and the thing is is that you believe in the product yes you have to you have to believe in the people behind the product yeah, yeah. because if i tell you to go buy vapor trail vapor trail archery i'm on their staff whatever Mm -hmm. the people behind the product 
I would do anything for because they're fantastic people first that make a great product. Right. So in order for me to tell you to go use a vapor trail archery, you know, strings or uh, arrow rest, I have to believe in those people because if I send you there to buy it, you have an issue. They don't take care of you or they treat you like dirt. Then you're going to come back to me going, I'm never buying their shit again. Right. Yep. So I didn't do my job. So I have to believe in the people behind the product just as much, if not more, than the product itself. Yeah. So Well, and you don't want to do that for a bad product, too. You don't want to, oh, I get a discount on this. So, you know, you're, and then you look like a jack wagon. Well, it's just like the other day, uh, yesterday, a guy emailed me and he goes, uh, would you, and because I got my boat up for sale, obviously, and my boat's for sale if you guys want it, just give me a hold of me. Beautiful. But, yeah, beautiful lawn. <laughs> Pro but, uh, V. And you we'll can put the link in the show notes. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we can if you give want. Him, give him my, yeah, no. Yeah. But anyways. Baby blue. The guy asked me, really? you know. No, it, just, oh, it's, it's, blue. it's blue. Oh, okay. it's blue. It's pretty. I got a lot of, con- it's pretty. It's pretty. It's, it's a pretty boat. Oh. Yeah. Well, now you're going to have to send me a picture so I can put it on the video. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> The guy asked me, he goes, would you take money off of, you got the, take the Lawrence off and put the, hum, so I put my, I'm a Hummingbird guy. And I, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's no problem. I can do that. Yeah. You know, and like I was telling Kyle, I go, you get a lot of that. I mean, it's just what you pick your poison and see what you're used to and what you like. You know, I've, I've rigged hummingbirds. I put a, I put a lot of hummingbirds. I mean, I was even approached by the guys. Yeah. Do you want to be on the pro staff after I just bought my Lawrence's? And I said, no, nah, I'll stick with Lawrence. That's what I'm used to running. And I like their product. And then, uh, you know, I put Garmin's on I put Ray Marine on lots of them. They're all good quality they all show the bottom they yeah. all show fish yeah they're all good quality right. but you, you always get those guys that like you know the ricky bobby story oh rubbin's racing you know and and so it, first or last yeah, yeah right? type of thing and it's just like, i said oh, that come on. oh hell i must have been drunk when i said that yeah, yeah. what do i do with my hands sweet baby <laughs> yeah. jesus yeah sweet baby jesus please let me catch a fish yeah. you don't chew big red then why should I be friends with you? You're living in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, yeah. how do I turn down the TV? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. What should I tell you for? You know. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, yeah. but, That's great. No, you know, and, and I think the another thing that just came into my head is when you get people that they've never used the product before. And they end up on the staff because they approach the company mm-hmm. and then they're out there going, oh, this stuff's great. This stuff's great. This stuff's great. This stuff's great. Really? How many years have you used it? Do you know if that such and such product is going to last an entire season? Right. You can't tell me yes because you haven't used it an entire season. Right. And right. I don't care what it is. It could be a little tiny thing or a, a boat. You yeah. Know? yeah. How do you, you know, it's, yeah. You and can't. not all new, you know, there's a lot of things. You see all this gear out there and, you know, the old thing to say is, you know, they change colors or change design on fishing lures, like cranks, for instance. Oh, yeah. They're made to catch fishermen, not fish. Oh, only you fishermen. Know? <laughs> it's yeah. just. Well, you, when you get 14 different, you know, colors or, four, or you get one crankbait yeah. and you get like 14 different variations of the same color pattern. Right. Well, that one's got a, a little red cheek on it, but that one's got a blue cheek. It's like, really? Yeah. The fish doesn't care about, <laughs> no. the, the, you know, dot the You need to catch the dumber the, fish if right, that's the yeah. case. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is you look at the color charts as they go deeper water the color changes anyway so what's yeah. I mean so what do you I don't know it's it's a horse of peace I guess but but yeah I just sometimes they get you know I, I come from the the older crowd of you know that PWT RCL 
FLW days and, you know, things have changed. There's a lot more marketing and now where back then those guys earned those spots like Pete Harsh, you know, he's kind of my icon. That guy, he goes out there, catches fish left and right. And, and, uh, he just was the, the war horse to say, they put it on there. He went out there, it meant business. And, uh, same thing click yeah he runs his mouth a million miles an hour but that's jimmy click great guy but he's one hell of a fisherman oh, yeah, you yeah. know and he was in his days and jimmy balls went out there yeah jimmy balls and he went out there and <laughs> fished his tournament that was that was his name for otter tail hey when he fished with center home but uh you know it's a lot different than those guys earn the right to be called good and nowadays marketing is you know with all the social media has turned some of these guys the right way sometimes you just need to slow down you know and it comes with patience and and time you know you're not going to be keith gavias or or gary part those guys earned that right from those years of hardcore fishing and and whatnot and uh you know, so it, t- it just takes time, but some of these guys are just, they're, they want want it so bad that they kind of force it. Well, you, a lot of people, you know, when you think that in your mind, it's not so much jealousy. You just kind of look at it and you just kind of go, what did you do? You know, <laughs> granted you're, you're marketing, you're selling, that's what those companies want you to do. But what did you do? I mean, really, what did you do? You right. Know? And you gotta, you gotta earn that that right and that's something that's not easy to do you know it's well, a lot not. of it is taking your your ego out of it you know what i mean well, like i look- can say i've gotten my butt whipped but also yeah. i'm also out <laughs> right. there right. every weekend and i am freaking grinding trying to do that yeah. you know that's that's all you can do and you can tell the difference between somebody who has we'll just say has made it yeah and somebody who wants to be and here's the here's the biggest difference between the two I can walk up to Gary Parsons, Keith Kovach, Brett McCombs even. He's a younger guy, mm-hmm. but he's made it because of the hard work he's done. He's, you know, Target Wall, you know, Al Linder, all these guys that made it, you can walk up to them and just start talking to them yeah. and asking them, how do you do this? How do you do that? NPAA walked up to Gary because he was standing there by himself. I was like, oh, that's kind of strange, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then I remembered, I'm not at a sports show where there's fans. Yeah. It's like, we're all just fishermen. Walked up to him, asked him, I go, okay, shiver minnow, break it down for me. Yeah. What the hell is it exactly? How do I do it? All this stuff. And he sat there and he told, you know, me and then I think you showed up and somebody else showed up and yeah, I let basically had his have his time yeah. and I crept back and yeah. I was like I mean, he basically yeah. put on a damn clinic on how to do it. Yeah. He didn't want to stop talking. The difference between that yeah. and somebody who wants to make it, those people won't tell you a damn thing and they'll act like they made it. Right. And you see it all the time, all the place. Yeah. All over the place. Well, either yeah, that. And that's, that's the thing. That's always kills me. People get so hush-hush about how they did. You know, if you performed one day, you did well. Right. You know, spill your guts. It's not going to hurt. It, that might not be that way next year or the next day or even. But at least that's how you learn. You learn from how other people excelled and put yeah. things together. And it, it doesn't hurt to actually say something, you know, how you caught the fish. Right. You know, and details. I mean, because people... Because the next time you go there, it's going to be probably a different time of year. Right. It's not going to be the same weather. It's not going to be the same anything. So tell me, did you catch it on the number 11 flicker minnow in blue and pink? Or did you catch it on this? Or what? What'd you use today? I'm just curious. I caught it it on this... uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how most of the time. Oh, it goes, yeah. Right? It's only, yeah. I caught like, it on the. What am I wearing on my hat today? Yeah, yeah. It's so secret. Banjo minnow. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. The mighty bite. Yeah. <laughs> the bandit. Floating yeah. or sinking line. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of like, just go ahead and say what you did for the most part. Right. I can understand if it's like a two day thing and you don't want to say it the, after day one and this or that, or if you have a tournament like the next week. But, you know, after Vermilion or after whatever, take your pick of the tournament. What'd you do? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. But I can, you know, and I can understand, you know, like on a two-day tournament or something like the championship. Because, you know, again, come from the older days back, if you moved in on somebody, you know, this is a prime example, and it ticks me off furiously. Oh, like Kyle knows that. But people jump in and they start hoarding you once you see you catch a fish. Like, oh, yeah. I literally, yeah. I gotta tell you, this is on Bemidji. I had a guy, uh, and Jim Peters could can uh, uh, confirm this. I threw a buoy out in five foot of water in a channel between some rocks. We had to wait till two o'clock before those walleyes would come up from the, from the deeper water and they'd get into this channel of rocks and bite. Well, this guy, he's seen us in, he's seen me catch the fish, net the fish, and he's probably, I don't know, a couple hundred yards away, wide open, runs over the buoy, Comes back, drops his trolling motor, starts fishing. And I literally went into combat mode. I said, dude, you got a fiberglass boat. I got an aluminum boat. This isn't going to be good on you. <laughs> you need to leave. I said, you're not supposed to do that because of the rules. You know, you, you throw a buoy, they're supposed to stay, I think it was 50 foot at that time, away from radius from that buoy, you know. Yeah. And then run it over and do this? I said. Like, he literally ran it ran over. Ran it over. Yeah, seriously. Over rocks. It's funny what you didn't hit the rocks. But, but yeah, and, it, and that that's just one example. I mean, but you get these guys that will move in or follow, like, This is when he was big. The last FLW tour was over at Leech Lake, and uh, where was it? The NWT, NWT, and uh, I was letting Tony Renner use my boat, and I wasn't gonna fish it. And uh, so I was showing Tony some spots out in Walker Bay, and next thing I know, here's here's a, a boat following me. So I turn left, turn right, and they're following me, following me turn left turn right stop on some no-name spot and and they'd stop and i looked at tony i go he's following us around i go this is crazy he's following me around you know and i didn't know who it was at first and then finally i did a double take and i seen it was him you know and to me that's just you you know that's where it comes back to earning your keep and finding your own spots and fish your own thing but that stuff nowadays is kind of it's being acceptable almost just to you know go around find these guys that know the lakes and then jump on their spots and and you know do what yeah. they're doing instead of trying to you know do your best and find your fish you yeah. know they're they're doing others and that's that's to me in my opinion that's not right anymore but there's a lot of that moving in Malax was a prime example of that oh, leech i mean too. i yeah. seriously had a guy on Malax following me around and he wasn't even fishing 
wasn't fishing in the boat seriously really yeah he just he had a hood over his head I, I didn't know who the guy was was this during pre-fishing or during the tournament? during the pre-fishing oh pre-fishing yep. yeah follow around was in a boat and he just watching to see if you're catching what size fish oh yeah you know yeah. and after a while, I ended up finding out who he was with, but I ain't <laughs> we won't that. say who it no, is. No, no, yeah, no. But, but you know, that's pretty pathetic nowadays. Yeah. And I hope to God that that kind of stuff changes because it really puts an eyesore into. It. You're not earning your keep on that. You're just living off of somebody else's laurels. So you know, that's just about as bad as hiring a guide to show you where to find fish on a lake. You know, during a term before a tournament, that's. You know, in my eyes, that's that's not really earning your keep. But that you know, that's old school thinking. And that's the way yeah, I get it. We I mean, were taught back then. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, if I see like one boat by themselves, yeah, I'll leave them alone. Yeah. But if there's the Leech Lake train going on, yeah, of like 15 boats, I'm coming in. And if I do, <laughs> that means we need fish bad. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I mean. We ended up going to Leech Lake like the last two hours. We went to Walker Bay. Yep. With the 15 boats that were out there, we caught a couple of fish. Whatever. Yeah, I know. understand that if people are looking for fish yeah. towards the thing, but if you see somebody that's that's out and if there, it's a, yeah, if like it's said, a community hole like, and everybody knows it, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what that's, that's what thing. you're talking about. Right. You yeah. guys, were, well, like that's what I said. You guys like were the one guy that's there. Yep. The one guy yeah. that's there, and you, you see him. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll leave him go. If he leaves, I might run. If I'm having, if I'm not doing anything, then I'll yeah. run over there maybe and see what's going on, see if there's anything over there, whatever. But my favorite is when you get you're out there fishing, pre-fishing or during the tournament or whatever, and you get the drive-by, yeah, the drive-by button, Bing Bing, yep, and wow. drive up or and the, hit or the, the button blade. and yep. keep going on, you know, yeah. the blade like, real close, real slow, yeah. off plane, yeah. Or we've had it happen on Vermilion fishing the championship, literally, me, Greg Cluso. He's working down this way. I'm working this way. Yeah. Only two boats in this area. Comes five feet from my boat. You know, someone who I had a lot of respect for and up until this point, boom, drives right over to Greg. Boom, boom. Yeah. Out of there. Doesn't oh, yeah. even drop a line. And it's like, wow. if you're going to do that, you can do it literally from like 300 yards away. Yeah. That's well, what I never heard of. Spot you'll... on the spot. Yeah. You know, you, you spot on the spot with side scan and down imaging and all that well, stuff. Well, he got you it when he was get, five feet. You, you can know, get close just... enough by 300 yards away going, okay, yeah. well, oh, wait. Yeah. Boom. And then just go. But see, I mean, that, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that, you know. That way nobody knows you did it. <laughs> So you're well. You know, nobody goes. Oh, you know, if, if you're driving by, you know, and you see something like, like I say, you keep it in the back of your head. Maybe next day when or something, you know, or next right. time, I'll I'll think about it. But yeah, I I don't know. I I always fish off the map, you know. So I don't care if I go if I if I'm looking at, you know, if there's certain people there, I'll leave it alone. You yeah. know, even if I looked at the map and before I seen anyone, I this this is the same as this area where I was catching fish. I'm going to go here, 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 and here, because this is where I was, you know, have it nailed down to just this little shelf or something, you know, that looks yeah. about the same in the same depth. Well, if there's a bunch of people, most of the time I'll leave it. Or, you know, if I just made a 20 mile run and there's 10 boats there, well, guess what? There's going to be 11 or yeah. even two, you <laughs> yeah. know, well, if there's I mean, two yeah. boats there. Sorry well, guys. You know, yeah. I just, I just drove up here, but I also give them the shallow or deep like i'm not here to bash boats i'm yeah. going i'm if i'm cruising and searching an area like i'm, yep. I'm yeah not there to conflict with I mean, anybody you, you fish your spots first yeah. right and you know and that's it's it that's why leech lake it took to the end last three hours for me to show up in the community hole yeah because we fished our spot and didn't work out so okay let's go see if we can get a few big ones and one yeah, of uh, one of the funniest things i ever <clears throat> seen it was 
I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that was giving her to you on Malax. So I'm fishing on leech with Sean and Jake in the boat. And uh, I mean, obviously, with that crew, it's it's probably ready to, you know, sparks are ready to go at any point in yeah. time, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we can kind of keep it pretty mellow, especially since, you know, it's it's someone, you know, whatever, we know they're fishing the tournament. And spot on the spot, and I'm working out, right? Boom, off plane. You know, they're coming right at me. So I give them the, you know, I just caught a fish. And I'm I'm literally, I told these guys, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work off the tip of this, and then we're out of here. We're like, no matter what, right? Yeah. So we caught a fish and they came over, you know, they, they may or may have not seen it. It's a common spot. So whatever, no big deal. And I, and I'm looking at them and I'm kind of giving them, I'm back trolling into them. So I'm giving them the, you know, like, okay, which way, right. Um, so I turn, you know, and I'm pulling myself up shallow, right. You know, figuring we're just going to split the difference. I'm getting out of here anyways. I know what's here. I just caught it, you know? So instead of going deep, he turns at my boat to try to push me off even more. Really? Yeah. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Yeah. You know, this is pre-fishing. You know, we just <laughs> caught we just caught the biggest fish that we had pre-fishing or, or one of them, you know? Like, this is, we're, we're getting the hell out of here, you know? Sure as shit. Boom. He catches about the same size fish. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... It's like, really, dude, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, we get out of there, see someone else go in there, you know, another buddy, I, I call him at later, I'm like, hey, did you guys, three fish over right, three good tournament fish in Ugh. five minutes, you know, but but just that little zig and zag, it's like, you know, yep. I'll, uh, whatever, you know, anyone can think they own whatever, I don't really care, you know, but if, if, we're, if we happen to be there together, just a common... I'll go five feet this way. You go five feet that way, and we keep on rolling. Yeah. You know, if you if you come at my boat and you put put her on anchor, then we're gonna have issues. Yeah. Because I'm not playing nice anymore. Yeah, we I've will gotten be my ass, ass kicked oh, yeah. on the aims doing yeah. that too many times. I'm gonna oh, just yeah. start hooking people. Well, even when you, <laughs> you know? hook a fish and somebody's still coming at you, and you 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 know your motor set an autopilot. Right. So I mean. Like, I, I remember once I told this guy, I go, dude, you're going to have to move. Well, what do you mean? I said, well, you just showed up here. You're watching me catch a fish. I'm not controlling my boat, so if it hits you, it hits you. I said, I don't want to play that game, but I suggest you move, please. I got to get this fish in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, and right. uh, so that kind of stuff, I mean, that's just, if you work together, then it doesn't get so bad. But when you come in intentionally trying to right. push somebody or well, do something a- like that, that that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And that, you know, and, and if you're a nice guy, it creates a friendly rapport. Right. Like right. if you come in and I'm pounding fish on there, if, if we do the zigzag method, I got no problem oh, yeah. with anybody. Well, it's funny coming, on, on leech, you know, leech, when I went there, everybody was basically doing this, you know, just back and, back forth, and forth, you know, just yep. kind of doing this. So we came down and well, just did the same thing. Just kind of, there was this one guy that he was doing this for a while. And then I noticed that every time we'd get about halfway, he'd cut in front of us. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And I'm like, okay, fine. So we're, you know, rigging red, uh, red tails on Walker Bay. Shocking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. And is that a secret? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll show you my way. Edit that out. Way he point. was. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Leech Lake, beep, Walker beep, Bay, beep, 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 shocker. Beep, beep. Red Tails, shocker. Uh, anyway, so we're going along, and I see him coming from my left, and I'm like, okay, he's just doing this to be a dick because he yeah. saw me catch one 
somewhat shortly after we showed up. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I'm just going to keep going forward and I'm going to not even pay attention to him. I'm going to look this way and he's coming from this way. Whatever. If Matt gets mad, he, you know, he can yell at me and <laughs> yeah. it's his boat. I'm driving yeah. it. I'm like, whatever. He can say, tug back down and fine. And <laughs> right as he's passing by, I go, fish. Right to Matt. I mean, I made sure he, he, this guy knew it. So I put, you know, put yeah. the boat in anchor mode and I, I didn't let the fish eat as long as it, I typically would on a red tail because <laughs> I wanted to just rail that hook right yep. in front of him. So I let it go and I go, I'm like, all right, all right. And he get gets to about where Kyle is just, just past me. And I just, just let her rip. Oh yeah. And it's a good one. And just stared <laughs> And I just did this. That was the last time he crossed in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was the last fish we caught and we went in and got our ass kicked. So, yeah. Well, that goes to like, there's a lot of good times too. Like, you know, we were talking about the MTT down on Big Stone or whatever. And, uh, Pfeifers were out a little ways, but they watched, you know, us catch fish. Yeah. They could have came in on us. Yeah. They but didn't. they stayed out. They right. stayed out. And you know what? After the tournament, old man Pfeiffer comes up, you know, congrats. You guys put on a clinic. Well, we yeah. didn't really put on a clinic. Clinic, it was a tough bite, and we yeah. just caught what we what bit. Right. You know, but, but you know, good stuff like that. You know, yeah. like, I would never, that's, ever go in on a guys good, like that. Well, when we were on Big that's Stone. That's good sportsmanship. When we were on Big Stone, yeah. Matt and I caught our limit. We caught a full card. We caught more than that, whatever. And Gilkey wasn't that far away from us. He won that one. Yep. And he was running the same thing, but he was deeper. We could have gone closer to him, mm -hmm. but, I mean, we were catching fish, you know, but we could have gone closer to him because we saw him catching fish. You know, yeah, I saw him you, catching you fish, and I, and I knew he was catching slightly bigger ones than us. Um, you guys weren't too far off of us. Yeah. Where <laughs> were we? I don't remember anybody. Yeah. I just remember seeing Gilkey yep. out there. and But, you know, we weren't that far. So, you know, when I saw a couple of fish he caught were bigger than ours, so I could have gone like, hey, well, why don't we slide out deeper? But we're catching fish. You're on He's your catching. own pattern, doing just, your own thing. Yeah, yep. we, were, we were doing our right. thing. And you it could have happened for you. You know? Yeah, and that's why I was I like, mean, well, we've got fish here. We keep catching fish. They're decent fish. I mean, nothing was really big out there. Well, and that's my point. Caught, so. Stick to the thing you're confident in doing instead yeah. of trying to be, you know, be a leader versus a follower, you know, right, right, and right. do your own thing. What kills me is a non-tournament situation, and you're on a big body of water, let's say, public, very popular body of water, Mille Lacs, Leech, yep. uh, Lake of the, whatever. People are so like, oh my God, I don't want to go tell you my spot. Yeah. It's like, really? You think it's your spot? Like, everybody's going to find out about it anyway. Sooner or later. Yeah. There's Especially really ice fishing. Nowadays. Anybody can find your spot because they see the holes you drill. Right. <laughs> so right. go around, like, GPS yeah. it, and yeah. there you go. Well, and, and especially Mille Lacs. I find it hilarious right now finding trying to get waypoints to catch fish on Mille Lacs, especially ice fishing. It's like, the resorts, what are you hiding? Yeah. You can, you can keep one fish. Right. And the odds you catching a keeper right now are, they're okay, but not real great. Why are we so secretive with so and so is going out catches, on this? You know, and, and in the summertime, it's catch and release. Who cares? I was catching fish out here. I'll oh, tell yeah. you. I'll tell you where I was catching <laughs> yeah. fish. There's a rock pile on the north end, just uh, east of Miramar. Go slip bobber it with leeches all day long, people. Yeah, all day long. Just right. hit the wind side. There you go. There. You know. I mean, it's we're catching in the same damn fish, but it's not like it's a little body of water no. that you want to keep secret because yep. people go there and empty the thing out. I mean, we're talking big lakes that just 
if somebody asks you, hey, where are you catching fish? Tell them the general area, even. Right. Tell them what to look for. But no, it's, uh, well, you know, meh. Mm, yeah, eh, I was mm. catching them on it's the like banjo middle. Yeah. I would love to do that. If Catch them on the banjo? Caught him, no. If you win, you know. I yeah. Caught them on a frog, frogs and floaters or something. You know, yeah, right. right. Salamander. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dude, those freaking mud puppies, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mud, uh, water dogs. Yeah, water, water dogs. dogs. Mud puppies. I've yet to fish with one, but I want to fish with one because oh. I hear they just hammer the hammer the bait. Yeah. He used to catch them up north. Ice fishing. Yeah, the they'll mud, climb the up your hole. Water dogs? Battle. Mud, really? mud puppy. Yeah. Nice. Uh, slow. Very slow in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I just going to say? There was something else I was just going to rant on for a second here. What was it? I can't remember. Uh, what did it have to do with fishing? No, it had to do <laughs> with the whole, uh, like, spots and this. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I've been wanting to rant about this for a little bit of time now. To everybody that goes up to Mille Lacs every single day and every single weekend... It catches the same damn fish, and they're all giants. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Because you're going to Malax, the land of giants, and everybody's doing it. So yeah. you're not special. Big deal. It's- I mean, seriously. If you go up there for a weekend, you're going to catch a bunch of pigs. Have fun with it, but don't. And this, this, I got buddies that go up there, and, and they're up there same spot whatever they're just up there to have fun catch some fish but the guys that go up there to think they're like the king because they went yeah. up there ice fishing and they're or general fishing and they're catching 26 27 28 yeah. it's malax me too yeah right. you're the 1969 camaro of fishermen <laughs> everybody can go up there spend a weekend on malax and catch some hogs take your blade of grass stick it in the water you'll catch a fish right yeah. <laughs> go to a different lake every once in a well, while well and that, that's kind of my thing too with these tournaments you know there, there's a reason why that they put them on these bodies of water is because anybody can catch a fish right. so it makes it exciting for them to catch fish but put it on something that's a little bit harder to catch fish like big stone or like laquaparo you see the lower yeah. And that's yeah. going to separate the... Well, they're doing it because there's big fish and because it's big yep. numbers and it's Abundance. fancy and flashy. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not even talking about tournaments. I'm talking about guys oh, that go yeah, up normal. there and they're up there, you know, this weekend, next weekend, they're pounding the yeah. hell out of Mille Lacs because they can go up there and they can catch big fish. Yeah. Okay. We get it. Well, Where are you fishing? Oh, we caught it on Mille Lacs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. whoop de and do Go through Facebook, go to the resorts, and you'll find 10 10-year-olds that caught the same, same. big yeah. or bigger fish over the weekend. Yep. So no one cares. With nothing in their belly. Yeah. Go to Leech. <laughs> yeah. You know, go yeah, to go, Leech. Go, go to Cass. Go to Winnie. Go to Minnetonka. There's islands. giant fishes. Yeah. Go to some fishes. of these smaller look at, look at yeah. Cormorant this yeah. year. Yeah. Cormorant. Yep. No, I mean, don't don't go to Cormorant. Leave that lake alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go to... <laughs> but, yeah, but that it's, tournament uh, was tough. Yeah, it's know? like, oh, I'm, I'm a big-time fisherman. Oh, I'm somebody important because I went to Mille Lacs. Wow, and caught like, big fish. Okay, who cares? Like otter tail. I mean, you go there in the winter and you can just pound on it, pound on it, pound on it, and a lot of people do. That's Town Lake. You know, a lot of people, you see my posts out there about catching fish at Town Lake. And the reason why I call it Town Lake is because it's really a town out there oh, with yeah. the amount of people. And it's kind of crazy how that lake can sustain the the amount of fishing that it gets you know and it's these ice castles you know they're nice and all these yeah. drop down fish houses yetis and all that they're awesome but it's definitely putting a hurt bag on some of these lakes because oh, people yeah. literally live on the lakes you know oh, yeah. and that's like lake of the woods for example they're they're talk, they're, they're gonna 
downgrade the limits mm -hmm. because of it because it's taking too much people are hitting on it and that, that's my one of my big beefs like with Mille Lacs, okay you know i personally don't think there's a fish population with walleyes in there i think there's more of a pop bait population issue than anything yes that yeah. exactly yeah there's well there is, a, there is there. a numbers with the walleye yeah. the problem isn't what is not too few there's too many yeah there's too many big fish of all so we cover our bases yep. here of all species in that lake. All right. predators, walleyes, smallies, yes. largies, yep. pike, yeah, yeah, muskies. Yeah. There's too many big fish. And here's the thing: you remember, you, you know, when I was talking about, um, you know, these walleyes that reach a certain age and the the reproduction level goes down. Yep. Not exactly true. Right. I talked to Ali Shakur. I asked him the question, and he goes, "No, the reproduction doesn't go down. It's not any better." But here's the thing is that the more big fish you have, they eat more than small fish. So if you really want a good sustainable lake, you have to make sure that you've got enough small fish in that lake to grow up. So you need to take big fish out of that system. system. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it, it depends it's, on the system. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that the reproduction goes down. It's just the mm -hmm. fact that we need bigger fish to come out of the lake so they're not eating all the damn food. Yeah. So these smaller walleyes and everything else can grow up to then become big and then you take some big fish I and mean, you need to well yeah, yeah there needs to be a balance a general yeah. balance everything everything over 25 inches out of that lake right now they should have took some of those bigger <laughs> fish out yeah but yeah. see when they they had it down to just catch and release and now it was at one fish one fish but then the you winter. get all these hordes of people going up there you know and they're catching these fish out of the deep water yeah. you're not hurting those big fish by doing that as much yeah. as you're hurting those little fish you know you take a 13 inch fish walleye it's going to blow its guts in 30 foot of water right when you blow its back bladder out where where a 25 inch is not yeah you know nine times out of ten it's gonna live fine and dandy but that smaller fish is a floater i mean i remember that year that we fished uh, i was uh aim tournament the whole lake smelled like a dead fish factory out there you see uh -huh. all these 10 12 13 inch walleyes floating around out there to me that's just sad and you get yeah. thousands of people even the axis of that this is just catching these the axes are just plumb full of boats you know trucks and, and whatnot from people out there fishing just to exploit it you know yeah. and i don't know, people are their own enemy at times you know when you do that and they flock to these things just like red lake red lakes phenomenal fishery same thing but you know everybody goes up there to catch the four walleyes they won't be lying they'll fish that thing out again too oh, yeah. my people well there's no there. size to those fish in, in no. red lake because they get so much pressure they don't grow up so it's 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 kind of you know people do the they blame the dnr but in the sense the dnr wouldn't have to be there if people just did their own conservation you know right now, the problem is people won't right you know and that, that ain't gonna happen i mean the majority, all you can do is educate you know and that's I'd hard say, to do i'd say 10 percent do yeah you know everybody talks a good game everybody goes yep. oh i catch and release oh here's me catch and release this this big bluegill yeah show the bucket sit yeah. next to you yeah yeah you, yeah, you release the one and you got your limit yep. over here yeah. yeah now me truthfully five fish so far this year i've kept oh yeah and that's the most i've kept in a year like, i don't keep fish during the summer, I don't keep fish at all, but during the winter, I do. Yeah. You know, I'll keep some fish to eat. Well, she doesn't eat fish. My no. wife doesn't eat fish. And by the time I get home, it's like 10 o'clock and I'm not cooking. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I just don't keep fish. But yeah, you get it's. But it gets, it, it, that's kind of a, you know, people issue too, though, with Malax, you know, not only just with fishermen out there, but with the netting and whatnot that goes on during that time period. That, But that's not the sole 
issue. People well, that hasn't been blame. the issue the last three years because they haven't netted. Yeah, so people you know? can put blame on that, yeah. but it it doesn't hurt the system. I mean, it doesn't help the system, I should say, yeah. but it's not the sole reason why. Right. No, it's it's a forage issue, and I yeah. heard that five years ago. Yeah. Balance and forage. Oh, yeah, when, I, like I heard five years ago they were saying, you know, bait fish in this lake are non-existent. Well, yeah, there's and there's then perch, look I, what happened. The invasive species, you know, didn't help with that either, you know, as far as keeping the same forage base due to water clarity and then the plankton changing and you know well, there was supposed to be another change with like a an inlet or something that fed that bait fish some sort of creek or inlet or whatever right like they closed it or something which cut off a stream of bait fish or something i don't know well it can be just as something as simple as the water gets too temperature gets too hot and the tool will be die off the young ear tool will be yep. die off yep and that was the main forage you know like yep. when i was talking about the triangle of death that's the reason why you're out there you're out there fishing in the tulipy packs whitefish areas you know and that's where those big hogs are and uh I mean, you're trolling, but you don't see those bait piles anymore like it used to be. And right. like, I mean, last year we fished the whole, I fished with a crawler almost the entire time. I never even had one nibble for a perch. And when I was a kid, you could not get a crawler down in that yeah. lake without catching a 12, 13 inch perch. You know, it's, I did like, just catch two perch under 10 inches. Did you? And nice. it was like eight and nine. Yeah. Two weeks ago. When, it, when was I out there? It was not this last weekend, the weekend before Sunday. Yeah. Well, that used to First be a, perch I've ever caught on Mille Lacs. There you go. That used to be a big thing was to catch those big perch out Oh, yeah, there, the big jumbos, yeah. You don't tear about that too much anymore. They're, I think they're, they're, I'm sure there's still some out there, but it's not like it used to be, that's for sure. Yeah, well, like they get got eaten, got yep. fished. I mean, it's just like the walleyes, too much pressure. Yep. Dial numbers go down. Not down, enough. Yeah. None of, yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole revolving door of headaches for us fishermen. So hopefully it comes back. <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing. You, you always want good for a system like that. So yeah. hopefully they make good progress and come through. I mean, the numbers are there. It's just a matter of, I think, get that bait population back up and then maybe weed some of those bigger fish out. Yeah. Well, I think by weeding some of those bigger fish out first, yep. you, the bait population It'll will come, come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, you've got, and I ask Ollie, I go, so 28 inch walleye compared to a 14, that thing eats what three, four times as much as that yeah. little one? He goes, Yeah, probably around there. There you go. Yeah. There's your problem. You got a hundred big fish, you know, like I said before, you got a hundred big fish and a thousand small fish. Those hundred big fish are probably eat more than some thousand small fish. Right. Yeah, you know. But we need those thousand small fish to keep the walleye population up. We don't need those hundred big fish. Right. right. Well, everyone wants to try and the lake doesn't have to be a trophy lake for every yeah. damn species. No, Malax should lake. be. Let's go catch some walleyes. Might bump into a good one. Might not. You shouldn't be. You, sh- you shouldn't be able to go out there every single weekend and catch walleyes over twenty five inches. Yeah. Really. I mean, and it's you ridiculous. Don't, you don't see that, like, uh, like it's a, great I, for everybody because everybody can go get a nice profile picture for Facebook. Yeah. But eh. I brought that up about otter tail again. You don't see a lot of big fish on otter tail being caught. And it's a lot of 13, 14, and 15 inch fish. You know, lately it's been some 18s, but it's constantly that size. Yeah. And you know, and I think that's part of the reason. But there's no slots on the lake, you know, except for for gators. But yeah. And, and uh, so I think that's one of the main reasons why that lake kind of. Well, I, I kind of cycles you know, though, because like four years ago there was, you caught more big fish four years ago than you did, you know, and then it was kind of smaller fish four years, you know. I think it kind of, but look at all the shiners out there. Yeah, those nice. fish are always yeah. just fed. No, there's a ton of perch. Know. Well, I'm, you know, well, it goes back to Malax and and it cycles. Right. 
Wasn't Mille Lacs used to be, didn't they used to call that thing the Dead Sea? Right. Right. And now all of a sudden it's a problem that there's no fish in the lake? Yeah. Well, there is now, but I mean four years ago, whatever. Well, the lake no fish, cycles. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. cycles. Yeah, your classes have different. I mean, yeah. Erie's the same way. I mean, yeah. they're trying to get the fish out of Erie. Yeah. You know, yeah. and because they got certain your classes that are outgrowing their potentials. Oh, you know? re- those, we're talking about some big fish. Yeah. Holy well, shit. Yeah. With the amount of bait, you can't go across Erie without marking something out there, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. And it's just, there's always some sort of fish, whether it's catfish, whatever, your gigantic uh, nuclear bionic sheephead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen some big sheephead pictures come out of that 20 lake. pounders yeah. easy. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. There's some monsters out there, but... Yeah, so hopefully Malax shapes up, turns yeah. around. Well, yeah. it's 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 fully turned around. I think the problem is we're reaching the point where we're it's going to start being a detriment. Yeah, yeah. Having that many fish, you know, it's not the muskies eating this. It's not the smallies. It's 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 just everything is too big, and they're all going to end up eating the bait fish, and then there's not going to be anything. They're all going to get skinny and die, and yeah. then we'll be right back where we were five years ago. Why are there no year classes? Why are there no young year classes? Right. This, this, and this. Well, everything is eating everything yeah. that was a baby. I mean, there's know? plenty of small fish out there, but we need to keep that. Yeah. And we need to take yeah. big fish out of the lake. Needs to be balanced. Yeah. I mean, look at Leech. I'm I'm glad that that slot changed just due to you can't build a trophy factory. You know, you need to right. You need to have Well, you can, but balanced. it won't last. Yeah, it's no, not sustainable. You know, like I have said before, Lake of the Woods is a million acres. You can have trophy everything including great white sharks in that lake because it's a million acres. But look at how many Malax small fish a, you catch too, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. balanced fishery. Right, yeah. Yep. Where Malax is only 140,000 acres. Still a lot of water, but not enough to have trophy of six or seven different predator fish. Right. With yeah. no bait. <laughs> With no bait, yeah. So they're going to start cannibalizing all the small walleyes yeah. and everything else. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, one thing about Lake of the Woods always got me is how come the sauger don't ever get big? <laughs> sauger don't get real big anyway. Well, 17-inch sauger, but you go down here on the river and you catch sauger up to 24 inches, you know, yeah. and it's just Well, like, 24 is kind of that pushing the end, edge of yeah, it, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's the end But, yeah. I mean, but you but yeah, get Lake of the Woods, of yeah. 20-inch sauger on Little guys. Mississippi, you know, and... But you go up there, it's if you get a seventeen incher, that's a hog. Yeah, you know, for a sauger. It's because the muskies are eating all the big sauger. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Just blame the muskies. The perch are eating the sauger up there. Man, after fighting those walleyes, I guarantee you the big walleyes are eating them saugers. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. could be. Well, that's what I was told to look out for. Look yeah. out for little saugers, and that's where the big walleyes will be. And that actually came true. We caught a bunch of big, big uh, walleyes where we were catching little, little saugers. saugers. Yeah, yep. they kind of go with each other. Yep. Yep. So there. How about that for giving away waypoints and information, people? Look for small where, saugers. Where was that big, again? Lake of the yeah. Woods. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I know in that the spot. Wa- in the water. Uh, <laughs> the main big basin, just yep. start trolling around there, some random spot. And then there's a couple of islands. Go up there and travel around on humps and stuff. There you go. Nah, it's not a- complicated. Just follow all the rest of the boats. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It's right. it's Lake of the Woods. Like right. I said, you could just start at the access, go out 20 miles, come back, you'll have your limit, probably catch a few big ones. Yeah. Sometimes you can just start right from the access and go. Yeah. 
That's like that, that fishing with the vets deal. That was awesome. Oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> but I went out on the lake, and it was miserable, cold temps and stuff. Went out on the lake, and it was kind of windy. And I said, oh, this one guy, he's got kind of bad back and leg and stuff. So we came back into the river. But, oh, my God, the first day was just miserable. I think we caught four fish or something like that. <laughs> one of the guys goes, the guy, uh, I think it was Matt or no. Who was the guy that was running it? Matt. Was it Matt? Well, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, it was Jeremy. And I'm really bad with names, but Jeremy was awesome. He goes, see that flag over there? I go, yeah. Just go over there and put it on anchor lock. Serious? Yeah. He says, just put your rod in the rod holder and let her sit. <laughs> I go, serious? He goes, yeah. It's just that easy. Okay. Old Dead school sticking. fishing. Yeah. That's what we did. We ended up catching like nine or 10 fish that oh, day. Oh, really? Yeah. Straight across from the access. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we went a long way. We from stayed the there. Access at, at Sportsman's. Right by Sportsman's. Yeah. Well, that little the, flag that's, <laughs> you see that little flag that's yeah. up there by the. Yeah. The bite for was the, tough up thing? there for that. That's yeah. Funny. Well, yeah. we had a brutal cold front. They weren't through. running. The shiners weren't running. And yeah. 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 So we just sat there and literally we had to stick the rods in the rod holder and. Oh, there's tap. Oh, wait, wait, let it load up. Tap, tap, and bunk. Um, and uh, it worked, you know. So You're sturgeon got, fishing at that point. Oh, well, more or less. <laughs> Basically. Well, I, even we took in, the other guy goes, well, you got a floater? I go, yeah. I, so I tied a floater up, you know, the old gumdrop floater. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love those things. Yeah. Tied that up, put a frozen shiner on it, boom, boom, he got one. And that was sitting on the bottom, three-quarter ounce weight. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't going nowhere. That's funny. Yeah. You know, and we ended up catching fish, and and that doesn't get any easier than that, but those guys, they had a lot of fun, though. But that, that's that's one of the, you know, you know, fish all these tournaments, that's fun and everything, but one of the things that I've been getting a kick out of more is doing stuff like that. Donate your time. Yep. Put smiles on other people's face. Oh, like, yeah. Like the Camp Casey deal. Yep. Um, the, that's Casey, if people aren't familiar with it, it's kids against cancer everywhere. And that thing was, that was absolutely awesome. It kind of really humbles a person. You know, I, the first year I did it last year, I finally was able to do it. I've wanted to do it for years, but tournaments always kind of gotten away times and whatnot but last year i got to do it and um i come walking around you know it's just a shocker i come walking around the shed and there's got to be 120 kids sitting there with cancer and you just kind of you know the lump in your throat kind of gets back and and you just feel like holy crap and you feel the pressure and then you you gotta kind of collect yourself and you look at it and you just kind of go oh my god I gotta catch these kids gotta catch some fish you know right so you get them in the boat and you know that was we were just out there guiding these kids it was on Cormorant and uh so you get the kids in there. Of course, they're high strong. You know, kids are kids. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do? Throw a bottom bouncer and a spinner on, move around, catch some smallies, catch some gators, rock bass, whatever. They oh, have those smallies blast. out there. Oh, there's lots of smallies. Oh. Uh, the one kid, he caught like a I don't know, four pounder. It was a nice one. Yeah. You know, big, nice, dark smallie. And... <laughs> I had to laugh because <laughs> I think the kid was maybe 11 years old. He looks at the other one and he, he goes, the other kid was bouncing from one side of the boat to the next. He goes, you need to calm down. <laughs> you know, I just kind of looked at him. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. You know, yeah, right? <laughs> but 
the amazing thing is, is just watching those kids. Not once did they complain about their cancer. You know, all they cared about was what fish they're going to catch next and have a good time and have a smile on their face. And like the one, one kid looked at me and he goes, Hey, do you think of, can I fish with you the rest of the evening? I go, yeah, that was awesome that he said that. And I go, yeah, I can do that. It's up to your counselor. You know, the counselor's in the boat too. And I said, yeah, as long as the counselor is okay, we can do that. And the counselor goes, yeah, that's no problem, but just, you know, be aware that you're going to miss out on swimming. (laughs) (laughs) So so I I kind of chuckled a little bit as we got closer to when we were supposed to bring him back in. And the kid comes up to me, just polite as all can be. Well, maybe next time I'll go fishing with you. you <laughs> he know, wants to go I swimming. said, you go swimming. You know, <laughs> Were they but, out of the out of the Y camp? There? Yeah, out of yep, the Y yep. camp. And that's so awesome that they do that. You know, yeah. it's, it, I think Shields puts a lot of that on. Uh, um, FM Walleyes is a big contributor yep. to that. And just all the guides out there, it was just awesome. They do more than just the fishing. There's all kinds of things that you know they got. I think the kids are there for what a week, and. Okay. Uh, they got all kinds of deal, and it's just to help them get their morale up and then lift their spirits up. And I tell you what, that's awesome. Between that, and doing that, and like the AYA, yeah. helping out with the angler young angler tournaments, and that's a and blast. then with the fishing with the vets, that was. It's just fun to kind of give back, you mm-hmm. know. These tournaments, yeah, look at me, so what? But when you can get out there and actually put a smile on somebody's face, that means right. more than anything. You Who's know? probably never done it or even, like, might not know how to reel or or they don't even have the opportunity to, you know. And, like, most people are, like, when I've donated my time, and, like, I always try to make a couple of fishing with vets events a year, and we go up and we help run that AYA. But people are, like, you go up there? Well, like... Yeah, I'll, yeah, I don't care not? how much I have to spend on gas to do that. If I'm going up to do it, you know, I, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a little selfish of me wanting to put them on fish too, you know, and that's like a good thing. Like I, I want to see their face, you know, like, right. like just bring bring that to someone who's not who doesn't normally experience that or you know if they do, you know, they might not have success and they might not actually, uh, you know, enjoy enjoy that moment as much you know bringing something you know and they appreciate it like all these people they all truly appreciate it you know i had two guys that were you know i mean one of them uh um you know joel powell or whatever when he he had passed away and uh john actually uh had his uh son-in-law's um co-angle with him on the FLW, you know, living on Lake of the Woods. And, and I took him out with fishing with vets and he talked about that up until the, up until the day that he passed away, you know, I mean, literally like, you know, and I've, you try to set something up and medical issues, you know, you, you can't set up another trip necessarily, but, but, you know, just knowing that you brought something to somebody that, uh, literally changed, you know, the, their view on their last, you know, year or so or, or yep. whatever it it uh you know it, it humbles you you know yeah. I mean, well i've you know i i deal with well actually i'm kind of on the board of the the uh, minnesota outdoor adventure foundation and what they do is they take kids that have have cancer have have it now uh vets um i've gone on three different hunts the first one was uh matt who's 20s young 20s i think um cerebral palsy can't do a thing for himself I mean, 
can't feed himself, can't do anything. Yep. Um, his dad holds the gun and he reaches over and pulls the trigger. Oh, nice. And he shot a couple, we were down to Texas, he shot a couple of sheep. And to see his smile and the and the shriek that came out of his yeah. mouth where <laughs> and I know he's gonna kill me next when he sees me next time, but it was I, it's ridiculous just to see the 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 joy and the there's nothing wrong with him in that moment. Right, he is just so full of excitement in that moment, and I was down there also with Scott Adams who pretty much got blown up in Iraq, lit on fire, human torch, mm-hmm. you know, um, still has all of his appendages, but he's. 90% burned over his body. Um, he said that for that amount of time, he felt normal. Yep. You know, when we were down there, he felt normal. And then I just went on a, uh, another one uh, this last, what was it, October? Something like September, October. Um, John Arsenault, who's 11 and I think at 8, was diagnosed, diagnosed with cancer. He's now cancer free. And to see him be able to go down there, shoot a buck, shoot a doe, he actually shot me a doe too because he had tags <laughs> to fill. So, sure. Buffalo County, those deer taste delicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the, best, the best tasting deer I've ever had. Just anyway. Um, but just to see him smile and not be sick or not be in pain or not thinking about the cancer. That's why we're doing this. Right. You know, that's why I did this. That's why you guys do that. Yep. Yep. Um, just to take somebody and show them a good time, get them away from their issues. And like you said, it's humbling because you look and you go, I don't have those issues. <laughs> You know, no, I mean, these take, people deal with this every single day of their life. It's about cancer. It's about cerebral palsy. It's about being burned over your whole body. For me, oh, no, I had a bad day at work. Right. Big deal. You take things <laughs> for granted and yeah. you got to step back and right. look at reality, yep. you know, and, yeah. and then and then feel good about what you do have. You know, yeah. and that's the thing. It's it's kind of an eye opener. I mean, like that Cam Casey deal. I mean, that just kind of like. I thought, Jesus, when I come around, I, I'm seriously, I, I, I'm usually, I'm pretty good with not losing my cool, but I just, I had to walk back around the corner again when I seen that. I just kind of, because it was ages anywhere from uh, babies being held up to 20-year-old kids, you know. And especially and 20-year-old is still a kid to me. In but, those numbers, too, not yep. just like me dealing with one or two yep. or three or whatever. Just and you walk around, and there's a hundred of them. It's like, oh, my God. Wow. You know. This is uh, eye opener, and yeah. so and it feels good to you know give some of your joy back to them. You know? Right, share your passion. Right, you know? yeah. Teach, and you know it's. Like I was just talking, um, you know, my buddy Chad. He just he passed away this summer, and his wife sent me a quote, and you know I told her I I don't remember the quote exactly, but. It, you know, my diagnosis of that quote was this, Chad always, he had more fun. Not so much, I mean, he enjoyed the challenges of fishing tournaments and competitively fishing and doing things competitively, hockey, whatever. He was a very competitive guy. But he enjoyed showing people more, the techniques, you know, and then watching them see the rewards, catching a big fish or or getting a goal in hockey or whatnot, you know, because his nephews played hockey. And, and you know, and th- that was the kind of thing, because he could watch them. I mean, you know, he, he enjoyed a win here and there, but, yeah, I think he had way more fun watching somebody get a smile on their face from catching that 30-inch fish, you know, that 12-pounder or whatnot. And, 
And that was what he was about, you know, and I, th- I think a lot of people, as you get older, you start to see that way too, because it's, it's not always about you. It's, right. you know, you try to get back and yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm only 37, Yeah. but the last year you're or young. So, pup, yeah. yeah, I know. I'm still young. Sure. <laughs> How old are you, Kyle? Yeah. Talk about young. Pups. <laughs> yeah. I remember Turning 28 in May. I was dating biker broads before you were born anyway uh, <laughs> um you know even the even the things where it's it's not you know like cancer related or whatever mm-hmm. the manitou days in white bear lake mm-hmm. i was a, a guide for a kids tournament put on by uh mike Coldfront curry and and the dnr or whatever yep and uh uh i had a young girl on my boat she caught what was it, like four and a, almost four and a half pound smallie Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. On, on a little tiny, you know, basically <laughs> yeah. a Barbie pole, you know. There you go. And she ended up taking the big fish and, it, you know, having her catch that fish, get excited and, you know, just smiling. You know, it was great. Yeah. And she comes up to me and she's like, oh, you know, after she got her tackle box for first place or whatever. Well, she's like, <laughs> I just want to thank you. You know, I had a great time, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I wasn't able to make it this year because we had, I think it was the Leech Lake event or mm-hmm. one of the events or whatever. Um, but Mark was telling me, he goes, you know, I sent him an email saying, hey, I can't make it this year. I got to turn him. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, the kids uh, are going to be disappointed because I've had some of them want you to be their boat captain since you took first place last yeah. year on your boat. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll be there next year, you know. Yep. And so, you know, I'm not old, but I've, I've, you know, I'm starting to realize that, hey, I'm blessed. Right. I've got a exactly. roof over my head. I've, I've, you know, got all of these things that, you know, the outdoors have given me. I need to start giving back. I need to start taking people, you know, fishing and hunting and um, tips outdoors. Uh, three months in the summer, every third Wednesday, Lake uh, Calhoun or Lake Harriet, we set up a thing where people can just come fish. As mm-hmm. they're walking by, they can just come and fish. Families, kids, whatever. And I go and I volunteer my time down there to get people fishing. And a lot of people that do that never have fished. Yeah. Like they don't even know how to bait a hook with a worm or how to reel in or how to cast. So go spend a couple hours once a month doing that and then whatever else. So plants a seed. Yeah. Yeah, And you never know. We've had, well, I've I've had a couple of them where they do come back each time because they liked it the first time, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where us as people in the outdoors, we need to do a better job. Of doing stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's ed- education oh, yeah. Yep. And, and showing the passion, you know. And like, then not being, look what I do. Yeah. You know, no. post. I mean, I post it on Facebook, but I'm posting it to promote tips outdoors or the man yeah. of two days and, and yeah. stuff like or that. Or here's it's, this. Yeah. it's. Yeah. I yeah. have I have here, you know, normally I roll around with a couple little extra crankbaits in a little box or yeah, something, oh, yeah, you know, some yeah. twister tails. Here you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's seen my basement and that's part of what I'm doing too. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to put together a little, you know, here you go. Plano this. Or like when we were doing the thing at Vado's, yep. how many rod and reels did you give out that day? Oh, we gave How many out did we, you know, anytime so we seen many. the kid, they were leaving with something. Yeah. Well, I think we gave out what, 10 rod and reels? Yeah. And that was tackle boxes. That was thanks to yeah. Vado's, yeah. you know, they donated oh, yeah. Vados, a lot and big, they do Big a shout lot. out to Vado's for doing it. was funny. I had a timer on my phone every 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden, my phone in. would do the <laughs> alarm, and everybody in the store would like stop and look. And I go, and I, it was going to be the person at the register, but there was, when there, if there was ever a kid in the building, I'd just go, okay, here you go. 
And the yeah. funny thing is, like, I the most, one, the most one kids, kids didn't even trust him. They no, see no, this no. big bearded yeah, guy. <laughs> like, mom, I think he's trying. I think he's trying to have me steal this. You know, yeah, like, I know. can yeah. I? I'd walk up and I go, "Here, hold this," and I just walk away. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> mom would look at him like, "What are you doing with yeah. that rod?" You know. Yeah. And then you point at Doug, and Doug would just be, "Yeah, I'd just be over there." Then, then your old man would would tell him, "No, go ahead. Yeah, that's from you know, blah blah Vados and what." Yeah. So <laughs> that's but, awesome. Yeah, just getting. Get you know we talked if you guys have out there have listened to uh, the one with Mike Coldfront Curry, um, uh, we have failed is the name of it, and listen to that one. We need to get people involved in the outdoors, fishing, hunting, trapping, camping, hiking, whatever it is. Share the passion. Get out yep. there, man. Yep. Get out there. Taking you know, if you got uh, some kids in the neighborhood, talk to their parents. Take the whole damn family out yep. for a nature walk. Yeah. A lot of kids haven't walked through a forest. No. Right. <laughs> I mean, and even if you're wrenching on something, you know, there's a lot of gearheads and stuff too. It's it's the same thing. Working yeah. on a snowmobile. Take, take time at, and show it. Yeah. You know, staring yeah. at you working on your motorcycle. Right. This Teach a kid to cast thing, in your yeah. front yard. Yeah, prime example. <laughs> my, my kids grew up being outdoors, doing fishing, hunting, whatnot. My daughter, she was in Girl Scouts, went down to California. You know, it's a whole different realm down in California. Yeah, it is. And, and they go, where are you from? Minnesota. Where do you live? Well, up here, we're in the country. Well, how many acres you got? Six acres. God, you guys must be rich. No, yeah. far from it. You know, <laughs> and then she was talking about fishing and hunting and whatnot and, and, you know, what we do up here, and they couldn't fathom that. You guys walk on ice? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're on the water in the winter on ice? Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. I got ice fishing. Yep. And they, you know, they don't see that side. They're so used to wrapped up in the concrete jungle yep. at times that... It's, uh, you know, it, it's something you need to share. As I always say, you know, people ask about deer hunting. Are you excited to go deer hunting? Yep. I'm waiting to find my nice tree that's facing me in the sun so I can fall asleep. What do you mean fall asleep? <laughs> well, this way the, the squirrels don't bother me, see? And I'll wake up when a deer is walking or running in front of me, and then I'll shoot one. But, yeah, that's my passion is to fall asleep during deer hunting. That's what I do. So, that's been me the last two years. Yep. I got it the works. blind out there. I got the buddy heater cooking. Yep. I'm just like, hmm. Oh, well. Something will show up sooner or later and wake me up. And if not, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't fall asleep these past three years, and I've had the most fun deer hunting I ever had. (laughs) So, You shot a nice one this year, didn't you? Oh yeah, it's bigger body, you know, yeah. not not a big rack or nothing, but it was it was a nice, definitely a nice deer, and I'm oh god, I'm glad I seen it too because yeah. the wolf population uh, has definitely did a did a number up uh, up around or that part of the state. You see more wolves than you will deer. Yeah, so you're not the only one that said that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think we're gonna wrap it up, but first, what we need from you. Huh is some sort of wild game recipe. Doesn't have to be complicated. Some way you cook or or whatever fish or deer, whatever. Wild game. Okay, I got a trout. Way to cook trout on a grill. Perfect cuz I don't know how to cook okay. trout at all. This works for I don't know any kind of trout, but we do it with rainbows mostly when they're out rainbows, but you can I'm sure you could do it with lake trout or whatever. But uh it's very simple. I mean, you can do this on a grill and it doesn't take long. Basically, you wrap or get some tin foil, flay the trout out, you know, so they leave the skin on one side, just cut the bone, leave the bones on one side, just flay it, you know, cut one side out. And then uh, put it in the tin foil, use a little bit of butter or uh, lemon, 
salt and pepper, and then cook it five minutes each side in medium temp, more or less. You know, you just depend on the size of the fish, obviously. And then uh, open it up when you're ready to, when you think it's cooked, open up the one side that doesn't have the skin on, and then it's just really simple, but I tell you what, it's candy. Sprinkle brown sugar over it. Let it caramelize inside there. It'll soak down on anything, and it's just like eating candy. It's really, really good. You'll eat way too many fish, I guarantee you. But that that's about as simple as it gets for cooking trout. I mean... I don't know. It's it's it is good. <laughs> nice, because I've heard the yeah, you know, you tin foil, butter, lemon, whatever. Yep. Yep. Never heard the brown sugar. So maybe yep. that's the key. Because every time I've heard anybody, like my buddy Andrew, I took last year, he tried to cook them basically the same way. Didn't do the brown sugar. So they taste like crap, and I'll never eat them again. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I think next year might have to try thing. it with the brown sugar. You try it with the brown sugar, but yep. you got to let it kind of glaze over, you know, so that the brown sugar kind of melts into the fish. And yeah. And, you let it sit because like it's not long done the same thing just without the brown sugar and that just yeah you didn't like that no no i do (laughs) i do but put the brown sugar in there you'll you'll like that it's just like candy it's really good so right right. yeah well we lost a camera so i think we'll we'll wrap it up all right (laughs) trust me they're still there people but we're gonna wrap it up (laughs) so thanks kyle yep appreciate it John? Yep. Have you on again? Okay. I had a ball. Had you had you on again? Right. I think you're you got probably some more stories you He's can tell. He's got another us, so. twenty hours. Exactly. <laughs> no, works, no, that's works for me. So thanks guys. And all also right. thank you to all icefishing.com. They are the sponsor of the show. If you're looking to save ten to twenty percent off of oh, I don't know, augers, bibs, parkas, ice fishing accessories, wheelhouse accessories, uh, portable shacks, stuff like that allicefishing.com that's the website and the Facebook page Minnesota family Minnesota company I've known them for a few years now even before this so it's not like I'm just getting paid to go hey go buy stuff from here because they're paying me to no I like these people so please go check out allicefishing.com to save some money on some ice fishing gear today <laughs>